Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to the Proof Negative Show. Sorry about that, I'm just looking for the intro. Here we go, folks. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show. You are listening to the Proof Negative Radio Show, live on FreedomizerRadio.com. Well, hello, everybody. I'm sorry. I am kind of just getting used to the switchboard. This is Joanne Moretti. I'm filling in for Proof Negative tonight on the Proof Negative Radio Show, and I'd like to thank you all for joining in. We really appreciate that. I'll be joined in a few minutes by Kimo, who is his regular co-host, I was looking to find some warm-up music for you all, but that didn't work out. Anyhow, welcome. Um, Tonight we have a lot to talk about, but before that I want to tell you where Proof is. Proof is right now uh, attending the Nevada caucus so that we can finally get this election underway and, you know, hopefully that they will be doing good things at this tonight. I am Joanne Moretti. I'm his usual Wednesday co-host, and I will be joined by Kimo shortly. I believe that might be her calling in now. And I'm sorry it's a little clumsy right now, but I'm just getting reacquainted with the switchboard. I haven't been in the switchboard in quite a while. So I'm going to open up her microphone and hopefully, oops, I just canceled her out. Kimo, call back in. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I tried to open the microphone and hit it. I am very clumsy tonight. and But we're going to get to a lot of news. Kimo, call back in, please. I didn't mean to click you out. So that was a little dumb of me. There we go. Now I'll try it. Did that work? <laughs> Kimo, is that you? Yeah, it worked. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I clicked the wrong thing. Instead of your microphone, I clicked the X. Welcome in, my friend. I was starting to laugh real quick because I got into the queue. I was waiting, and all of a sudden, you were like, all right, I'm getting in in here in a second. And it says, Blog Talk Radio, goodbye. (laughs) It's like, wow. (laughs) Oh, I am so sorry. Like I started out, I'm a little clumsy tonight. I haven't seen this switchboard in a very long time. And the way Proof has his intro set up and all that, it's way down at the bottom of the feed. And I'm trying to race through it. I know I'm live on air. I'm fumbling around. You know, I was just being dumb. <laughs> so it's good yeah, to hear from you again, my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on the switchboard. I couldn't find it. And, of course, I'm just taking my new eyes for a test ride. I got major eye surgery done on my eyes. And I went Uh-oh. from being legally blind. Yes, I went from being legally blind three weeks ago to having 20-20 vision tonight in both awesome. eyes. I had, 
Yes, I had. Um, I'm actually the real recipient of a miracle, a real live miracle. The problem I have is called keratoconus. My eyes are not round; they are oval, and my cornea and retina were separating from the eye, and I had a lot of astigmatism and cataracts. The prognosis was blindness. That was it. Get used to it. Handle it. You know that's what's going to happen to you, or an eye transplant. And I don't think I'm mentally a candidate for an eye transplant, which doesn't matter now anyhow, because a couple of years ago, this doctor who just happened to have an institute over here, started an eye institute, laser institute, and of course he's a teacher at the University of Miami and all kinds of places, he perfected this lens that could treat this. So we started with the more blind eye. And he just, you know, he took the cataract off. He took the lens and the cornea off. Then he went in and made my eye round and dropped a ring in there to hold a shape. And then this lens, it's prisms. It looks like a disco ball. You know the the silver disco balls with all the mirrors on it that people hang on the ceilings? Yeah, it looks similar to that because each section is a prism. And they're all fitted together. They dropped that in there and then replaced the cornea and the, and the you know, retina and did laser stitching, you know, laser, laser seaming and glycerin stitches. And 30 seconds after he did it, I could see. There was no recovery time. I, I have to use eye drops with an antibiotic and a steroid, but that's only temporary. But um, I could instantly see I went from darkness to sharp and clear and that was my blind eye he restored the vision there so then two weeks later I had the second one done which was last Thursday so they were a week old today and I I just I'm amazed at what I can see but a lot of things that I'm seeing are completely different than I thought I was seeing them before like shapes and colors and distance you know, I've I've been dying to drive. I haven't driven in 10 years, and I just, my wings have been clipped. I don't want to depend on somebody to take me to the store. Or, you know, if you go on somebody else's schedule, they might be wanting to do a whole shop, and you only need a couple things. So you got to get dragged around. Or you might need a lot of stuff, and they only want to get in and out, so you usually forget half of what you want, and then just forget about it. Now I can drive, but everything is so close and big. You know, I'm going to have to break in these eyes and just get used to seeing what I'm seeing now. But I'll tell yeah, you, yeah, now, absolute... now you've got to get that that focal adjustment, you know, to where, you know, you can actually, you know, what you thought you saw, you know, is now what you're you know, not definitely not seeing, but right now you have, yeah now you have to give all that focal direction and everything else it's going to take a little time but it's in the long run it's it's a blessing you know congratulations and it's definitely a blessing that they could actually do the lasik surgery you know to correct that completely i think that's awesome yeah i was i'm amazed at what i can see but you're right it is going to take some adjusting because i think i was seeing mostly by memory you know, I was remembering what things look like. So I was just assuming that that's what they still look like, and it's not true. <laughs> None of it's true. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have to 
get my brain in tune with what I can actually see now, what's actually legitimate. You know, I would just, if somebody was crossing the street, I wouldn't see them. Yeah, I was going to say, as a comedian, I have to keep that part a little quiet, joke-wise. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, really. well, I'll do it. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you have to, you know, you know, readjust your partner or whatever. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, you're not as handsome as I thought you were, and it's <laughs> not as big. <laughs> yeah, really. I, you know, I just said to him, wow, you're better looking than I thought you were. <laughs> so you so you're not really a mutt that looks like Aqualung. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Actually, oh, kind of a nice looking guy, all well groomed and everything. Nice beard. <laughs> it's like, wow, I hit the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> so you do comedy? Uh, from time to time, still yes, I do. I'm mostly retired these days. Uh, oh, I love comedy. I absolutely love comedy. If I were going to have another career, I think I would. I would like to try stand up. I I have fun with that, and I get a lot of miles out of some of my jokes. So, <laughs> anyhow, um, what do you have on your agenda tonight to discuss? We we should probably talk about some news too, but. Honestly, uh, with as busy as my week has been, honestly, I don't have a damn thing today. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We can talk about plenty. I was just watching Joe Biden. The man is He's just out to lunch. He really is. He's, he's gone, though. But I think right now they're moving him out. They never would have put him in front of cameras tonight after that, and that special counsel report came out a little while ago today saying that he did hold those classified documents. He didn't have any authority to take them. They don't even know how he got them out of the skiff. They said that he shared some of the documents with his ghostwriter for his book. And it was willful, but they don't want to charge him because he's an elderly man with bad memory issues. He couldn't remember when he was vice president. He couldn't remember um, when his son died. There was lots of things that they questioned him about, and he couldn't remember. So they're telling us right now, the guy's a noodlehead. I'm really sorry he has dementia. It's not like we didn't know it. Everybody could see it. They were denying it, you know, gaslighting us and telling us, no, 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 you know, he's just fine. We have a shadow government running. No, Joe Biden is certainly not in charge, and this is very dangerous. We better figure out who's running the show. And if this guy... Well, that's, that's the trick, isn't it, these days? It's like, you know, everybody sees, you know, Biden, you know, and, you know, we consider him, you know, as we've discussed so many times on this show a lot, you know, we consider him a puppet president. It's like they pull yeah. the strings, they, you know, they give him, you know... You know, they give him the teleprompter in large print, <laughs> you know, and he and still, he still, he still messes it up. But and I still, believe that Obama knew, I still believe Obama knew he had dementia when he was his vice president. Yeah, and I think Obama's still running the show, not not necessarily Obama, because he wasn't running the show for himself either. The globalists, the Soroses, the Klaus Schwabs, they're really running the show, and they're pulling the strings. But it is Obama. 
Obama is straight up in the mix. Um, look at the whole crew that's there, like Jake Sullivan. That's Obama's boy. And Jen Psaki, that's Obama's girl. Uh, Victoria Nuland is still in the mix. Podesta just come out. He's the new climate czar. It's the same players that Obama had doing the same things. So this is Obama's third term, and he's trying for a fourth. And I think proof is right that they're going to put Tonight, when they put him in front of those cameras after being accused of being a demented old coot by a special counsel that was appointed by his DOJ, you know, that tells you behind the scenes that people are working against him, and they just put him out to pasture. They just humiliated him in public. He yelled at the reporter. He confused the president of Mexico with the president of Egypt, Al-Sisi. The guy's name is is Obrador in Mexico. He says Mexico is on the border of Gaza. I guess we got a free Mexico now. But uh, he had it all screwed up. He was saying that he... That means that if Mexico's on the border of Gaza, we're in Gaza right now. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, who knew? (laughs) Good, then I'm tired of paying you for couscous and everything else. It's like, come on, if we're that close, then, you know, we should at least be able to order, you know, certain foods without having tax, you know. (laughs) I know, right? No one's sending us any humanitarian aid. How many other countries tax their residents and give the money to us? None. Out of 193 countries, we're supporting 180 of them. So no one's giving us money. Hey, you want to take a caller? I can try not to hang up on them. Let's open the microphone and take a chance because I don't know who it is. Welcome, caller. Area code 223, you with me? Uh, well, we're going to just put them back on hold. I guess they didn't want to talk to us. Yeah. Okay, we'll just let them listen. <laughs> or, they just, or like, they wanted or like to just Biden. call in and listen. Call like 223 if you want to speak. Yo, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, I was just saying, caller 223, area code. If you want to speak to the host, raise your hand by pressing number one. And I'll know you want to talk to us. Otherwise, I'm just going to assume you called in to listen. And Sorry for opening up your microphone. Thanks for calling in to hear us. Um, yeah, back to what you were saying. We're, gonna do, oh, gonna say, we're in a... They probably had, you know, 223 probably had, you know, another one of Biden's, you know, 472 bathroom breaks in a daytime, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've known for a while the guy's not running the show. And I am assuming that this is my own personal thought, but I am assuming it's Obama. And I know I'm not alone in assuming that. But I think that they just switched up who their candidate's going to be now. You know that it's Obama, if I'm right, it's Obama's third term, and he's looking for a fourth because remember Biden's motto, finish the job. Now we know that the job was to finish us off. But they're going to have to put Michelle in there. They don't have anybody else. If Biden steps down right now, though, that puts Kamala Harris in as president. 
Right, her on the spot. She's going to have to run for another term. They're not just going to automatically let her be president now and skip the election. So she's got to run. So she's got to, you know, file candidacy and all that, which which I'm sure that that's covered. But you know who she's going to run against? Newsom and Michelle. That's their ticket. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know you if know, Newsom's on top and Michelle would be in the background because she doesn't want the job. So she can just show up every once in a while, smile, say stupid stuff, and do what Kamala Harris did. Or they would put her as president because she'd have the pen and the phone. And what's that Newsom pretty little white boy going to say? They might well, not, you know. Again, I don't trust. I don't trust any candidate whose state is worse than the rest of the country, period. And Captain Plastic Hair is a prime example of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely he is. His state is just squalor. I mean, his whole state is is a dumpster fire, and the only complaint he had was getting in an argument with a Target store employee and the fact that his family's favorite In-N-Out burger is closing because of all the violence and crimes in the neighborhood. Yeah, and that four-foot opening in in the wall that uh, 90,000 Chinese nationals, men between the ages of 18 and 35, seem to have a TikTok coordinates to, is just wide open and pouring in. You know, that's in California. Nothing's being done to stop that you know that when Obama said he wanted an army he never said he wanted an American civilian army he said a civilian army we got 10 million of them in here just in three years with all of them that have come across the border in the last three years you know whether what nationality or what you know they came across the border and most people don't realize it's like in a way, movie history repeats itself, and the first thought that came to my mind was the 80s movie Red Dawn. Yeah. And they state at the beginning of the movie Red Dawn exactly how this world war is going to happen in the United States. And sure enough, all of a sudden, you know, with Biden in there, everybody did that the exact same, almost same group of people and stuff and dissidents and everything are coming across the border. Yes. We have... People, mostly men, 92% of the people coming across that border recently are men, 18 to 35 years old, single men. You know, when they first started this a couple of years ago, they had women and children in there, and that was, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot at people coming across the river with a couple of kids unarmed? No. So you couldn't tell you were being invaded. But now you got to be able to tell. There are military-age men. Millions of them, not just a few, millions of them coming across that border unabated. And they're being strategically located in cities like Chicago, Detroit, Minneapolis, New York City, um, Atlanta, and all the big cities. They're being placed in San Diego and San Francisco. They're putting them all around the country. And all of a sudden, one by one, all of those major cities in the U.S. that, you know, they've been shipped to, Crime is beyond exponentially high, and all of a sudden their governors and mayors are like, oh, no, 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 we don't want them there. And it's like, but I thought you were sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. Why don't you want them? Yeah, well, you were declaring your sanctuary status. 
So you were going to, you were telling there, telegraphing that you were going to aid and abet in this invasion of the United States. Now, what they first started trying to gaslight us again, saying, oh, yeah, Governor Abbott down in Mexico, he's sending all these illegals all over the place. Well, New York is claiming 120,000 illegals that they're supporting right now. Well, Abbott only sent 12,000. Where do you think the rest of them came from? You know, that's just yeah, a tiny right. number. Same same thing with Detroit and Chicago. Chicago's claiming 200,000 migrants they're taking care of. Well, Abbott only sent you 9,000. Where do you think the rest came from? And then you've got these organizations like Catholic Charities and all these Soros NGOs. And what they do is Catholic Charities, they set up these other little small charities like El Caritas and um, Los Cabos and all those other little entities, and we're sending them all money to take care of these illegals. Well, if you don't have any illegals to take care of, you don't get any money. So what do you do? You go get illegals, right? Blaming the Mexican drug cartels, boy, is that small thinking. You mean a couple of drug dealers that have probably never made it past the fourth grade are running an international Human smuggling ring, human migration ring. No, that involves whole governments. It involves a lot of money and a lot of logistics, supplies and transportation. You know, you got to feed them, you got to clothe them, you got to shelter them, you got to transport them. You know, they got these unaccompanied minors showing up at the border. You got a four-year-old kid who died at the border. Yeah, he must have been one hell of a smart kid. He made it through seven countries over mountains, through valleys, across rivers, followed GPS, hopped trains. That was one smart kid. He almost made it. Or, Not to mention some of those coming across our border now. It's like, okay, they had to come across oceans to Mexico to come across the borders. Yeah, they didn't walk here from Haiti or China or any of those other countries. You know, they're coming in from Afghanistan and Uzbekistan and Syria and um, Iraq, Iran. They're yeah, coming from all over the world. That's a UN army. If they were all wearing blue helmets, people would be able to know what they were. Yeah. Men, military age men. They just stopped sending the little kids and the women, you know, they don't have to keep up that charade anymore. They're not even trying to hide it now. And then Biden, who's not running the show, takes Mexico to court because they want to cut down their razor wire. It's inhumane. Yeah, not if you don't crawl on it. If you don't touch the razor wire, you'll be just fine. But they say it's inhumane. Exactly. That's why Governor Abbott. That's why there's such a stronghold right now. You know, I'm kind of proud to say it a little bit that, you know, all of a sudden 1,700 truckers and their trucks, you know, went to the border and told mm-hmm. Governor Abbott, yeah, go ahead, run Constantine wire around our trucks. That's fine. Yeah. Because everybody's yeah, getting sick of it. It's, it's so many people in the U.S. are coming different spots and going, all right, we'll make a road trip. Let's go to Texas and protect our borders. Well, we should be doing that. But now since that's going on in Texas, Texas's illegal entry has dropped by 76%. They went that through uh, the other day. worked. They went through the other day where they were talking about um, 
it was like over 4,000 people daily were coming across the border. All of a sudden, since they were running the Constantine Wire and everything else, they had maybe 700 people come across the border. Yeah. You know, that's exactly. a big difference. It is. That's a big drop. Now they're all going through Arizona. New Mexico is hard to get through. California is kind of easy to get through. Um, caller from area code 223, if you would like to speak to the host, press number one on your keypad, and it will alert me that you want to speak. As I saw you dropped out, and now you're back. And I appreciate you coming back, too. Ah, here we go. They did raise the hand. I'm going to open up the mic, and maybe we'll have a better luck this time. that okay with you, Kimo? Oh, that's fine. Okay. Hey, Joanne. Oh, oh hey, Joe. Everybody, this what is Joe, a dear friend of the show and a hell of a researcher. He's a reverend and a published author. We're so proud of him. Welcome, Joe. What a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you got on your – what do you want to share with us? Well, Lots happened. I, I, we have weasels in the mix. Who, who's the guy – oh, who's the Jewish guy that has the big platform? He, he's a conservative, so-called conservative. My, my, I'm having a Biden Mark Levin? <laughs> no, not Mark. Mark Levin? Not not Mark, the other guy. Hmm. He has a whole I bunch of people. People. He, he talks real fast. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about, Ben Shapiro. Ben was called. They got him for sending hundreds of thousands of dollars to NGOs. Little weasel. What kind of NGOs? The, the, the ones that get the, the migrants across the border. Down to here. So he's flooding our border too. Ben yeah, Shapiro. He's a wow. What, he's a little what's weasel. that all about? That's what I want to know. I think there's people going to want to know what that's about too. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that, but they, yeah, there's lots of weasels, like that Lincoln Project and um, what's his John Con Conway. Our Tucker video, our Tucker video is already up to 34 million views. I've been in and out of it. I've been so busy oh, today. Oh, I watched but it. Yeah, I wanted to talk thing? about that. Kimo, did you see that yet? I haven't seen it yet. No spoilers. Well, go ahead. Yeah, make spoilers. <laughs> oh, we got to do spoilers because that was so intelligent. That, another thing that was intelligent, too, was the Supreme Court thing. We'll talk about that, too. But, um... The conversation between Tucker and Putin, you could see that it, there was mutual respect there. Neither one trusted each other, but they mutually respected each other, and they were both comfortable in, in the surroundings. You could also tell that there were some things that they avoided talking about, like uh, hostages and things like that, that those things were not discussed. Putin stopped short of telling us that Biden is a noodle head, but he said we could see for ourselves. And he gave names of people that we could contact to answer some of the questions that Tucker could, you know, Tucker was asking. But I did appreciate, you know, Putin told us what was going on. He told us, you know, all about NATO and how they've been infringing. And he even joined, he wanted to join NATO at one point. 
he asked them, please don't put these missile defenses on my border. Don't put these bio labs on my border. He wouldn't talk about the bio labs, so that must have been off limits. But there was a lot of provocation that he was discussing. And he sat there and just rattled off history without a flinch, without a flaw, without calling the Mexican president LCC. Um, yeah, it was, it was just very poignant, and I actually think everybody should watch it. Treat it with a grain of salt, because, we, you know, you're talking about high power, high stakes. But he offered negotiations. He's still offering negotiations. And... You know, there's, there's something more, there's more to it. We talked about the United States dollar and how a lot of people, a lot of countries are dropping the dollar. It used to be a staple in the world, but now they want to move away from that. He talked about BRICS and how they are up and coming and they're growing exponentially, which would absolutely destroy the U.S. dollar. You know, that U.S. dollars, you'll need a wheelbarrow full of dollar bills just to go buy a loaf of bread. That's how you it might as well be Confederate money at that point. So I think that I think that people should watch it. It was very, very poignant. And we'll get into more details about it. Uh, I'm just I'm trying to absorb everything that was said, and, and he talked about history, and he talked about war, and he talked about NATO, and he talked about all the virus, and he talked about a lot of things. So you know, it, it, he had a lot to say. It was two hours, and neither man got up, neither man took a break. It was unedited, and Tucker just dropped it for the world to see. That's real journalism. I got to give it to Tucker. You know, the best thing that ever happened to us was him getting fired from Fox. Because then, you know, then the shackles yeah. were off. Yeah. That and Elon. And Elon Musk giving them the platform. Yeah. And so how many views did you say it had? 34 million already? 30 million. Wow. That's amazing. And, and as 34, 34 now. Thirty-four, and they, and and they're trying to say that Tucker Carlson is some sort of traitor, but how come Barbara Walters wasn't a traitor when she interviewed Putin? Or a lot of them, um, Dan Rather and and uh, even Christine Amanpour said, "Well, of course I would interview Putin if I got the opportunity. I'm always asking to interview him, and I get denied." So they're just jealous that Putin decided to go with Tucker Carlson. Of all the people in the world that he would talk to, he chose Tucker Carlson. And I wanted the rest of them to just ask. And the, the things that had to be put in place for Tucker to even go to Moscow to, to, to do that interview, he had a lot of fighting to do. They were spying on him and everything. They called him into the NSA and told him they were spying on him. They said, oh, you're you planning a trip to Moscow. And Tucker said, I didn't even tell my brother, my wife, anybody about that. But they found out. So, yeah. Also, 
Tino, did you hear any of the Supreme Court case today uh, about Colorado and Trump being taken off the ballot and whether it was constitutional or not? That was one of the most intelligent things I had heard in a long time. I actually felt smarter after listening to it instead of more stupid after listening to things like I listened to tonight with Biden. Well, once Biden. again, the Supreme Court was smart enough to know that, you know, you know, our, you know, our state, you know, I live in Colorado, so, you know, we do, we kept an eye on, you know, what was going on with all of that. We knew that the Supreme Court would sit there and go, ah, uh, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And that's, the funny thing uh, is, Hawaii's trying it. I'd be surprised if the ruling is anything other than nine to zero. Even I, you know, and I was I was shocked that the liberal justices were asking the hottest questions too. You know, I thought it, that they were going to be able to play the oh yeah, it was rigged, and the conservative judges were being mean to the lawyer and all that. No, they asked very good questions. They asked, well, if you know, if, if uh, unelected Secretary of State and appointed Secretary of State gets to decide who can and cannot be president, don't you think that would be a problem? And the lawyer started saying, well, you know, the Section 3 is really vague, and Judge Katanji Jackson said, well, if it's vague, why would I rule against democracy? So right there, that tells you, you know, she's not going to, if when in doubt, judge for democracy, not against it. The lawyer for Colorado, he's pretty sharp. He got out a little ahead of his skis a little bit, but he, he was pretty sharp, I have to say that. Um, Clarence Thomas, Justice Alito, um, Comey Barrett, Elena Kagan, she asked some really good questions, and so did Justice Sotomayor. Sotomayor is the one that was, I think, a little more soft and a little more responsive to the possibility of a state being able to judge that. The lawyer for Colorado brought up, well, states have the authority, you know, to decide which electors are on the ballot for the state's things. But each state is different. So then Justice Kavanaugh said, well, what would prevent other states from removing some other candidate? And he was the one that brought up that Trump or none of those that were tried for January 6th were, con- were even tried for insurrection. They were never charged with insurrection, trespassing and uh, damage to property and disobeying police officers, all that stuff, yeah. But they were never charged with insurrection. So this has been plotted for a very long time. I don't think the Supreme Court justices were snooked by it. But right away they started calling it insurrection. If you look at the January 6th videotapes, especially the Shama, who they, they used as the face of the movement, the guy with the face paint and the, and the flag, Yep. He had a guided tour. He was never unattended by police officers. He was never violent. He was praying. He was fist-bumping them, telling them thank you for protecting us and all that. He was stopping people from doing stupid things. And 
when Trump posted to just go home and, you know, just be peaceful and patriotic and respect law enforcement, he read that out loud to the crowd. He was standing on the steps when Trump tweeted it, and he read Trump's tweet out loud to everybody. And a lot and of people was actually like, left that was like the tweet was literally like 90 seconds after he did the live speech, which I heard, you know, I heard the whole speech that Trump gave that, you know, on that day. Mm-hmm. And he literally stated that uh, all of that, the beginning, it was like, we're going to be peaceful. We're going to be, you know, don't, you know, don't, you know, cause a ruckus and, you know, and, you know, any of that yeah. yet. You know, 90 seconds after that, he posted a tweet to reiterate what he said. And, yeah, you know, the Twitter and shut him down. Just... So uh, the shaman caught that. But about three minutes after he posted it, that's when they just shut him down. Yep. So he must, you know, the shaman must have got notified that Trump had tweeted. And when he read it, he read it out loud. And that's on video. Yes, so, it is. Yes, it is. And all those other people. I mean, one guy took a selfie. He had his feet up on Pelosi's desk. He's the bail bondsman in my community. And they're still holding him. You know, this guy's been behind bars for two years. He's not a flight risk. He's not a threat to society. He's a bail bondsman here in Florida. But because he sat in Pelosi's chair and put his feet up on her desk, to it. In the meantime, after that happened, there were people that took over the Capitol and were shouting and screaming and about the abortion rules and all of that. They think they're going to make abortion uh, main topic in this year's election. That has already been decided too, by the way. You know, it belongs in the state's hands, and the way our constitution is set up. The states are closer to the people than the federal government. There shouldn't be blanket abortion laws all over the country. You know, you belong, you're a resident of a state, and you have state electors. And those change all the time, and those are local people, and they're voted by local people. So if you want abortion in your, you know, in your state and community, then you can vote for it. And you can have whatever it is you vote for because states have sovereignty. You couldn't do that when it was a federal law. You had to go by all the federal edicts. So it's actually better for the people who want abortions legal to have it in the state's hands. They are that's very... That should have begun to begin with. It should have been states' rights. That's all yes. it should have been. Yeah, and this this all winners. <laughs> you won. Get over it. You know why is it still an issue? But now, if you want to change the laws, go ahead. You have a, a easier chance doing it in your own state than all the states. I am not pro-abortion at all, but you know I'm I'm a realist, and it's going to happen. And now that it's in the state's hands, let the people decide how they want to handle it. That's all. As it well, should oddly be. Enough, 
being a libertarian, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, because I'm a libertarian that leans right, so get that one straight. I always believed, you know, a woman's body is her choice. Do with what you want. You know, you can't say you can't get piercings or tattoos or, you know, that all stems to the same thing as, you know, as far as abortion goes. I believe it should have been states' rights, but the problem is, I don't think, A, governments should have to, you know, foot the bill for it. No. You no, know, because if people be out there with strong convictions, they shouldn't be forced to pay for it. And using their taxpayer exactly. money, you're forcing exactly. people to pay for something that they're not down with. So, yeah. the same respect, I always believed that, you know, I always believed that it was, you know, within the health of the mother or the health of the child or certain situations, mm. yeah, you know, that abortion should, you know, you know, if, if, you know, a woman goes six months being pregnant and she has major complications, whether it's going to be her life or the child, well, the child hasn't been born yet. If it, you know, if it's the health of the mother, then yes, I believe that it should have been done. Not some Twinkie cheerleader that got knocked up by about five different guys that she has no clue who they are. And she goes, oh, abortion time. You know, that's wrong. At six months pregnant, a baby could survive outside the mother. In many, 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 many cases, I have a niece who weighed two pounds, three ounces. She was born when her mother was 26 weeks pregnant. And she survived. She's now a married woman with four children. Hey, we have another caller with their hand up. You want to take a chance and open this mic? Sure, why not? <laughs> All right, let's open this mic. Hello, Joanne. How are you guys doing? Hey, how you doing? Who's calling? It's Bianchi. Hi, Bianchi. I, I didn't recognize your voice at first. Hey, everybody, no, Bianchi's here. <laughs> You know, uh, technically now, the states do have the power to control who's on the state and local ballot, but they can't prevent people from voting federally. That's why there needs to be separate ballots. You have to be careful with these opinions because they can use these opinions to take away something down the line. And I'm all, if I come out, says that an issue should stand alone. The issue on the res- or insurrection has no standing because the Constitution no. says in uh, Amendment 14, they're talking about officers not being able to run. Well, Donald yes. Trump was not an officer. He was a president right. at the time. That's right. Yep. He was the so, commander-in-chief. And, and then it said that Congress needs to put laws in place, which they did, which is the Insurrection Act. Now, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> that act has a lot of flaws in it on how it can mm-hmm. be used and who it can be used against, and it needs right. to be looked at. It has to be clearly defined, that's for sure. Because I don't think that the federal government should come out to a state militia if they're protecting their borders and no. other things. Mm-hmm. But it has been used like that in the past. It's been used against the state militia in the past. Mm-hmm. 
it, it, it has a lot of innuendos that needs to be more clearly defined. Yeah, definitely it needs to be clearly defined. And there should be a due process channel, too, because nobody was even charged with insurrection. That's just a word they throw around. If even one person was charged with insurrection, you know, at least they would have something to point at. But what kind of due process was offered? The only one that even said anything about Trump and people not being charged with insurrection was Justice Kagan, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, rather. I watched that whole thing. That was fascinating. I'm really happy I watched that. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, there's something going on. There is something going on. Well, if hopefully you and I the can people, the right people, state, hopefully yeah, somebody declared martial law and they understand that Joe Biden is not running this country and we better figure out who the hell is. Well, the president can't declare martial law. The only thing they can do is call No, the military can, though. Yeah. And the military, see, that's another thing. The military is not supposed to be coming in and using... Habeas, what is it, Hamakabe? Yeah, they're not supposed to be coming in fighting against the U.S. citizens. Right. They're not. And and getting involved in civil actions? They definitely shouldn't be involved in that. But But if nobody's running the country, if the special counsel just said that Joe Biden was too demented to go to trial, that he was incompetent, then he is incompetent enough to not be able to run this country. So if he's incompetent, anything he signs, any executive order he makes, has to be nullified because of his incompetence. And when when did he become incompetent? You're right. They was wanting to give Trump that mental test on day number two. Yeah, well, they wouldn't let you write a will if you were incompetent, let alone an executive order for the whole country. And this dude's You're in charge right. of the, the nuclear code. He might get the nuclear code patent and dial in his phone number. I know, right? I'll give it away to somebody. Yeah, this is this is my password. Here, put it in my computer. <laughs> wow Yeah This, this is a, a national Emergency When that Came out and that he was incompetent We've all known it, we've seen it It's going on right before our eyes No one's trying to hide it They drag him around like a basement dummy They have to hold his hand He wipes out He falls over everything and he does can't remember what bus stop he's at. Well, he doesn't you know, know if he's getting in the car too. or out of the car. That's right. Even though knowing the history of me in this country, of people that look like me, I still stand on the Constitution and states' rights. Mm-hmm. Because the other way is totally, totally dangerous and corrupt. We see that. Yeah. And Anything people come that out look of this like court, you this... also know that back in the day when the Bill of Rights was written, 
and the Constitution was written, and they said that they declared that all men are created equal. You know, that was a different time and era. People wanted them dead for saying that. And well, yeah, I don't you know, tell you, the, John Adams' grandson, who was the president, he was an abolitionist too. Yeah. You know, they set they set the thing in motion to be able to get to the point we're at now. You know, back in the day there were slaves, but today is not that day. We're equal. And lots of people, white people too, died to free the slaves. They didn't free themselves. They had a lot of help. And yeah, nobody I know remembers that, that part. So now and another thing the court but, did not say that Joe Biden is guilty of the documents that he was holding. But they said that Trump trying to say Trump is guilty of the documents. Well no, he that told. report did say that. They said that he willfully took them. That he willfully kept them. He did not have authority to do that. But charging him would be futile because He's old and he has memory issues. You know, he's well, just a like no old excuse. guy with that with Alzheimer's. Hell, when it came down to Nuremberg, they didn't care how old the people was when they found them. Right, that's true. But they're telling us that the guy's not in mental state to go to trial. So if he's not competent to go to trial, he's certainly not competent <laughs> to sit in the desk at the, the Oval Office. He shouldn't be running the country. He's not. But someone is. He's got the nuclear code, for God's sake. I know. What does he? Does he really? Well, Putin said that he's not running the country. Right. No, it's probably John Brennan and Clapper and Comey and those people. Peter Strokes and Hillary. You know, she's out there front and center. She has never gone yeah, did away. You, did, you did you hear her being interviewed? Did you hear her being interviewed? How she castigated Tucker Carlson? Yeah. Yeah, well, she wasn't calling the Russians bad names when she was selling them Uranium One. What a funny, funny little detail there, huh? Hey, don't forget her speaking engagements over there. Yeah, she, she made a couple million bucks for speaking engagement in Moscow. A 20-minute gig. 20-minute gig, $2.7 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad, huh? Yeah, it wasn't Russia, Russia, Russia then, was it? No, she gave him a reset button from a um, spa. <laughs> True story. You know, the reset no, button on the hot tub. The moment that Trump tried to talk, you know, that when Trump had the meeting with Putin, you know, to try to straighten things out when he was in office, all of a sudden it was, you know, Russia, 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 Russia collusion, you know, you know, Russians, the Russians are involved in United States politics when the whole time it was, you know, Hillary and her gang of cronies that. Well, that's what happened. Putin figured out that it was her. And Soros and the Obamas and that whole crew that did the overthrowing in 2014 of Ukraine to start with, that was Soros's color revolution, remember? It was part of his orange revolution. And he overthrew the government of Ukraine, and he put that Poroshenko in and that whole corrupt crew. 
And then the people voted them out. And then he did it again. And he got the Zelensky in. Zelensky was an actor in leather pants and no shirt. <laughs> um, a dancer. But now he's just the face over there. It's still Soros running it. But that's what Putin's trying to tell us. You know, when he figured out that Hillary was a rat, he didn't want to deal with her anymore. So that's what she's mad at. Now it's Russia, Russia, Russia. Because Putin wants nothing to do with her. Because of, you know, who's her mentor? Her sugar daddy. You know, Soros funds her too. And Putin's got no use for Soros. You know, it was all about the gas lines, the pipelines. Soros wanted to put his pipelines through Crimea. That's why Putin took Crimea back after the overthrow. So Putin's got a long thing going. And then between the Clintons and the Obamas, they've been moving NATO closer and closer and putting defense weapons on the border, defense, a missile defense system that was actually threatening Putin. Putin offered to join NATO, and they said no, and then they put these missile defense up, so what's Putin supposed to think? And then you're putting those biolabs on his border, making bioweapons, and you saw what happened in Wuhan. The virus got out. Why would Putin take a chance of that on his own border? You know, we haven't even gone after China, really, for that Wuhan virus, because China's going to turn around and say, no, that's your virus, and it was your scientists, and we were only the landlord. You didn't want that in your country, so we, we rented to this place. But the rest of it's all you. You know, we're just the landlord. You're the tenant. Gee, they rented to who? Um, gee, Anthony Fauci? <laughs> right. Yeah, the same guy who designed AIDS and SARS. They had a bio lab in California, remember? Yes, in an abandoned building. And if a cop didn't walk by and see a garden hose sticking out a hole in the wall, they wouldn't have even investigated. They found Ebola in there, along with stars and, and COVID. And mice. They would have let the mice go. You know, that was, a, that was a fiction novel of where that actually did happen. Well, it didn't actually happen, but it happened in the novel where they let yeah. Ebola... Uh, con- Ebola contaminated mice loose in an auditorium, and they went in there and killed everybody. Yep. And some people got out, and then they spread it outside the place, and that's how you get an outbreak. Robin Cook wrote about outbreak that a monkey had Ebola. They made a movie out of it. So, yeah, you know, those things happen. Now, it got out, a virus got out from the Wuhan lab. Why would Putin take a chance of... Uh, take care of having that happen near him. You know, so there's a lot more to this story. And then, of course, Putin wanting to move away from the United States dollar and move on with the BRICS. So that gives, you know, another pause to these crooks because they're scoffing up as much dollars as they can get. They're bleeding us dry of dollars. They're going to tank our dollars. But in the meantime, they're grabbing up as much as they can. And look at the, look at the money that's going to Ukraine. 
These politicians all get a piece right off the top when they do a bill. Then they send money over to Ukraine, but they tell Ukraine, okay, you got to buy planes, you got to buy weapons, you got to buy artillery, and you got to do a no bid contract with Boeing and Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and you know all these General Dynamics and and all these places. So all these companies that donate big to the politicians. They're all getting these contracts, so they're making big bucks. They're not big. They're not contracts that are bid on. They're just awarded to them. So the money goes back into the military-industrial complex. But, of course, Ukraine and all those politicians, yeah, they take their cut, too. They want well, to give $15 billion more after we've given them $118 billion just in the that's last few months October. That's what France does in some African countries like Cote d'Ivoire. They do the same thing. They have first choice of any major pro- uh, any major construction products, contracts. Mm-hmm. They sold France jets, then came in and bombed the jets right around the time Obama got elected. Mm-hmm. And they ran out the duly elected president, Lawrence Bagbo, and you had another person come out of Burkina Faso, and uh, he's the president. Wow. Yeah. And another thing, Biden left all that artillery and weapons and vehicles and bases and everything over there in Afghanistan. So that depleted our stockpile. You know, we should have flown those jets home and we should have brought all that equipment home. But we left it. So now our stockpile is depleted. So in our defense budget, you got to give the military more money so they can give it to Lockheed Martin and Boeing and General Dynamics and Honeywell and Raytheon, and it's the same thing. Got to replace it, right? If we weren't going to take it with us, we should have just destroyed it right there. Instead, it's going to be used against us. You can buy that stuff on line now on sell it on eBay those weapons are turning up in places that are you know like Gaza and stuff how did they get from Iraq to Gaza or from Afghanistan to Gaza and then he took the missile defenses off of our outposts so that outpost that got bombed at the intersection of Syria and Iraq and Jordan they were defenseless <laughs> They couldn't have shot down that drone if they wanted to. Well, you know, Joanne, you you know who's <clears throat> you know who's about the second largest arms dealer in the world, don't you? It's Israel. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. well, you know, why why are we giving them more arms then if they got enough of their own to be selling? Because that way they can sell more and also. The money comes back around to U.S. politicians. Sure, that's it does. the only thing that can be happening to it. It has well, to be sure, coming back around. Well, sure, every time they award a contract, tra- they're getting kickbacks. You know, you don't you don't lay a brick in New York unless you pay the politicians and the union bosses and all of that. You don't sell an airplane. You don't get a contract unless the, these politicians get a kickback. So they're taking You're money right. off the top. They're taking money off the top, and they're taking money off the bottom. 
and these companies still make big donations to these politicians to keep that gravy, gravy train going. In the meantime, they're raping the American citizens. I mean, everybody that's out there working and paying taxes, they're not getting any benefit for their money. And the taxes keep going up and up and up and up and up. And look where this money is going. You know, the American citizens... My grandson... My they, grandson they didn't sent out slavery. a message. They expanded it. Yeah, my grandson sent out a message. And uh, I'm gonna, it read that... Uh, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? And, you know, he said, yeah, but I don't think he said, Biden and his cabinet causes L.A. projects to halt. That's Louisiana. Uh, how's that? Well, he, the, the federal government issued licenses to drill, to explore, drill, and extract, which they shouldn't oh, yeah. be doing. Yeah, well, they halted all the permits. Yeah, my what grandson... Else? Is a petroleum engineer, and he yeah. hears that information come right down the pipe. Now, here's the thing: if you got twenty some odd states that send troops to Texas, well, those states should remove Biden off the ballot. Well, that's what Kavanaugh asked about. What was it? No, it might have been Gorsuch that asked about that. They said, "Well, you know, if we allow Colorado to take a federal candidate off the ballot." What's to stop other states from taking a different candidate off their ballot? And he's you right. Know, Biden's aiding an invasion in his and own country. Who invades not, their own country? That issue is not the court's issue anyway. Now, they can rule on – he never have been uh, charged of insurrection, so what is the, what is no. the Supreme Court going to rule on? Well, that's that's what – Coney Barrett asked, was do we have to have a whole trial to give him due process to, you know, to even be, first he's got to be charged with insurrection, and then he has to have a trial and due process, and would we have to have that trial? No. It no, wouldn't make Supreme it Court up to that try. standard initially. Yeah, it would have no, to be No, the Supreme Court can try. try. All right. Then right. so get this then, Joanne. That's why I come that's why I'm saying something is going on that ain't right. Something's fishy going on. Oh, there's a lot fishy and, going on and I can't tell if it's the good guys or the bad guys or both. We can't tell who's the good guys that the more we look at this from all different angles and the more things come up and appear in front of our faces, we can't tell who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. Right. We can't even tell who's in charge. Really, who's running this dumpster fire? I mean, that was that was the thing back in the eighties, you know, during the Iran Contra affair and everything else, where you know, especially during the Iran Iraq War originally, where they, you know, the U.S. sold weapons to Iraq. And then all of a sudden, the U.S. sold weapons to Iran, and it was like, oh, have it out. But then all of a sudden, it was because of oil, and we all know that. 
that we sided, we sided with Iran to go against Iraq, yet we sold Iraq weapons. Unfortunately, the, you know, it was the worst weapons that we could possibly sell to them, which were the Scud B missiles. Yep. You know, which faulty and failured. And that was, you know, it was kind of funny that, oh, you know, we've got the best technology because we sold the worst technology to them. Yeah. Well, hell, look at the look at the weapons they sell in the South Sudan. Those tanks look like something that came out of a museum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yep. they're dinosaurs down there. Yeah. Yeah, dinosaurs, and I wouldn't be surprised if a King Kong walked out of the damn forest. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. They do look they do look like antiquated dinosaurs. But that's what they do. They you know, they unload the the old stuff on the smaller countries and the developing countries. That that are, you know, useless in today's day and age. That's why come but, I say that is something going on. Now, if they took Biden now, who are they going to put in his place? Well, they're going to have to put... If they take him out right now, they got to put Kamala in. That's the squatting order. I don't know All who right. she would who's pick as vice, vice president. Who's going to be the vice president? I don't know. I don't know who she would pick. Probably Satan himself. But, you know, she'd probably put that goofball Newton Newsom in. Just to keep well, him off Newsom her back. Become president, if Newsom becomes president, I know I'm leaving. He ain't going to be president. Is anybody really going to vote for Kamala Harris in twenty in November? There's people out there that would vote for her. Yes, there is. I don't know how many. Well, maybe her family. But I don't know anybody else. People just don't like her. They don't think that she's too smart. But, you know, they might try to stretch him out till November and then lose against Trump on purpose and then set him up like they did last time. I mean, the man's not going to be able to go to the bathroom without someone accusing him of something. And they'll have their whole parade of horribles. They've done nothing but torture this guy since he came down that escalator. So that's not going to stop. You know, maybe they they will take a dive this time, especially if Michelle doesn't want the job, and she's really adamant about it. She hated it. She hated living in that White House. She hated that her husband was president. She likes her life now. You know, she's not involved in all that craziness, and she spends as little time as possible with that D.C. mansion. I don't even think there's still a couple. Because she's either globetrotting or at Martha's Vineyard or wherever she's going, but she's very rarely in D.C. You know, they got a place in Hawaii, a place in Chicago, a place in Martha's Vineyard, and a place in D.C. So wherever he is, she isn't. I don't even think she likes him. But oh, they never left. Obama never left. And they tortured Trump. And they were running game behind his back. 
you know, John Kerry was talking to the Iranians, the general said that he would give China a heads up if Trump was going to make a move on them over the Taiwan thing. They accused him of everything. They That's the real insurrection right there. They tried to overthrow a sitting president. Now, what happened on January 6th, how... If Trump was the sitting president, an insurrection is to overthrow the government. Why would he overthrow himself? He's the president. That's what I'm talking about. This stuff, something's going on, Joanne. Something's going on. And them saying that he didn't have immunity, well, then Obama doesn't have immunity. Bill Clinton doesn't have immunity. George Bush doesn't have immunity. Well, remember, that it was doesn't a just state go Supreme Court. Presidents. Yeah. So that's, that's going to make it to the Supreme Court, too. But the lower courts are doing this on purpose to, to make the they're drawing the Supreme Court into politics. And the Supreme Court doesn't like to be drawn into politics. But they're forcing it down their throat. They appear to be making laws which they can't do. Even no matter what the opinion is, people that's in the argument don't have to abide by it. They don't have no enforcement authority unless they're going to declare some some posse common tower. Well, the Supreme Court said that Biden can't leave the border open, and he's still doing it. He's breaking the law. He should be impeached. Yeah, yeah but we're not going to get those be, wimps up there to impeach him. They couldn't even impeach Mayorkas. He, he needs to be removed off the damn ballot. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. If they get rid of Biden, we're going to have to hamstring Kamala. We're just going to have to get in her way at every turn. Until November, actually until January twentieth, twenty twenty-five, at noon. That's when the presidency switches hands, and we need Trump now more than ever. But the, the Colorado thing—they're sneaky. They not only took him off the ballot, but they made sure that a write-in wouldn't count either. You couldn't even write him in. Well, you have to ask yourself, that lawyer from Colorado, where in the hell did he come from? Who educated him? I don't know. His name's Murray. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. We got to write these names down because I can guarantee you, you're going to run into them again in the future. Yeah, well, he did his damnedest to, you know, he was there with nine of the smartest people in the country. And he's pretty smart himself. But they all classed him. They really did. They tripped him up a few times. He tried to argue, and he kept going back to stuff, and they were, and they were like, no, set that aside. We're not talking about that. That's irrelevant. And he kept trying to pull it back in. But he was trying to make bullet points, too, you know, sound bites. You could tell he was doing that, too. He was just saying things so that they could repeat it later and play it over and over again in, in campaigns and stuff. 
not only told campaign. Him to knock it off. They ended up telling him to knock it off a couple times. Say that again. She said not only for campaign speeches and whatever, the mainstream media would have a field day with it as well. Because they would yeah. be able to help their narrative. Yeah, and that's what he was doing. He was pushing the narrative. He, You can tell that that was just deliberate. He had been told to knock it off a couple times, and he kept going back to it. And the Solicitor General in Colorado, she was a nervous wreck. You could tell that her voice was shaking. So she was way out of her league in front of that court. And she knew it. I'm surprised she didn't pass out. But she was she was full-blown anxiety. And they tried to calm her down, too. But I, I was I really did enjoy listening to the conversations so going on to the to the trial. That was very, very enlightening. And it made me kind of hopeful too to hear the questions that even the, the liberal justices were asking made me think that maybe they there is one body in this government that still wants to adhere to the constitution. At least they brought it up and mentioned it a few times. Clarence Thomas was amazing. Comey Barrett, she was okay. I was impressed with Katanya Jackson and Elena Kagan. Elena Kagan sounded like a teacher, and she was a professor at Harvard, you could tell. But she was speaking to that guy like he was a law student, and she was trying to be nice to him, and she was trying to, you know, pull out of him information that he would actually get on his own. You know, after after he'd come up with it, she wanted him to actually absorb it and, and and say it. So she was she was being kind of good to him, and Sotomayor was too. And everybody else, they were all good to him, but they were no nonsense. They weren't taking any crap today. And the guy tried to razzle dazzle them, and they weren't biting. They weren't falling for it. That guy, Murray, you know, he was coming on like some slick willy at a couple of points. And they just cut that short right away. Not going to razzle-dazzle the Supreme Court. But I think maybe they'll use those sound bites. You know how the the left is always saying they want to expand the court. Uh, Nine to zero ruling would maybe put a stop to that. But if if it come out like... Seven to three, or, or yeah, six to three, or uh, seven to two, or eight to one, or something. Then they would say, "Okay, well, there's room for error there, and maybe we could build on that." But a nine to one ruling, they'd be like, "No, nah, we're unified. Don't bother." Well, you know what the court should look like. Every state should appoint a judge on the Supreme Court. Then these presidents can't play with. It. No way they could. And come up with a way for a tie. Well, if there's 50 states, then you could have a tie court. You need an odd number. You need the odd well, man you out. Could come up with a you could come up with a way with a tie. Devise a way, a tiebreaker. Yeah. Maybe break it up into regions. But right now, I think nine is good. Even Justice Ginsburg said that she thought that nine was good when they were trying to make the court 15 when Hillary was around. And she even refused to die while Obama was 
president. I don't think that she liked him at all. She refused to get off that bench. She was she came to work dead a few times. <laughs> hey, hey, Joanne. Yeah. They're they're trying to get rid of uh, Soda Marara. They want her off the court. Did you hear about that? Why? She was the one that was more most receptive to them. Well, there's pressure being put on her because she's the oldest one, and they want to get her off the court to put a young liberal in there that'll last a while. Well, I don't think they should do that. Well, that's well, what that's they're playing. That's why you need to have one from each state. Then that stuff couldn't, and they're there for a certain period of time. Then that can't go on with presidents getting this president elected because he's going to stack the court. Hmm. Yeah, well, that, that's what they want to do is stack the courts. But even if they wanted to do it, they could. I think the court is actually pretty good right now. I think they have a good mix. They have three liberals. They have three staunch conservatives and three that are middle of the road. I think that's a pretty good mix. Hmm. Well, look what the Hawaii Supreme Court said. They said that their spirit of Loha out trumps the U.S. Constitution, and especially the Second Amendment. Oh, I yeah, I saw that. That's not cool. What are they doing over in Hawaii? They're saying that you can't have guns over in Hawaii, too, and they don't care what the Second Amendment says. You know, what's that all about? That that came out today. And did you hear what uh, the Oklahoma sheriff had an interview after he had been to a national... Um, training sessions with the FBI, all the sheriffs across the country. It said we are in oh. dead trouble because we are infiltrated by terrorists. And he went on to talk about how our infrastructure and how things like the grid and what Russia is doing, what China is doing. It said the United States is nowhere near prepared for that. Wow. They just had a, a big meeting of all the sheriffs in the country in Washington, and that's one of the things they brought up in that meeting, that there were red flags everywhere. Hmm. So what do we do about that? Man, we got a big job ahead of us. I don't even know what to think about what will we even begin to clean up this mess. We gotta stop with the invasion. We gotta absolutely stop that. We gotta stop these bills that are just pissing money away. We have to reverse anything that Joe Biden put in an executive order. Everything has to be under review. You know, he might have signed it, but he'll sign anything whoever he trusts puts in front of him. 
he probably doesn't even recognize half the people in his circle. You know, they just say, here, sign this, and he does. He doesn't know what he's signing. Well, that's why a couple of bills should stand alone. Always. I think every bill should stand alone. Yeah. And I think you was and I think that you were smart about your only having them Congress and come into session on a regular basis, like once every quarter, just to meet for the country's business and then go back about their own business. It shouldn't be a full-time job. Yeah, you know, they, they should be vote. paid by the state that they will be elected in, not not coming out of a pool, a pot, in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. If they were elected by Arkansas, Arkansas paid for the congressman and the two U.S. senators. Yeah. And all this money, you know, I know that the Citizens United, and I think it was a a good decision, but it's being abused now because it is bundling money after money. And, you know, these politicians, they take money from people who want them to vote one way, and they take money from people who want them to vote the other way. And then they vote how they're going to vote and keep both the money. You know, how does that work? You give me money to say yes, and chemo's giving me money to say no, and I keep both your money, and I just decide with however I feel about going it. Don't I have to pay back the money that I took from the people that I voted against? Prime example, no. when the Democrats constantly tell everybody, oh, no, vote for us, and we're going to help minorities throughout the process. And it's like ever since Biden got president, name me five ways minorities have bettered from it. Oh, minorities, especially the black community, has been suffering greatly under Joe Biden. He is canceling them. He's taken over their neighborhoods. First, he's letting crime run rampant. And he's kneecapped the cops. All the whole left has kneecapped the cops, defunded them, and taken away their arrest rights. And they're letting all these criminals just pillage stores. You know, they, they even in California you can what steal over nine hundred dollars worth of stuff as long as you keep it under a grand. They're not even going to stop you. So you can just walk in and take armloads of merchandise and walk out, and no one's going to stop you. Well, how long do you think these stores are going to stay in business? They're losing their inventory. And now insurance companies are only going to pay once a year if you get robbed. I don't care if you get robbed 20 times, they're only paying once. That's why places in California like Walgreens, CVS, uh, a few Walmart stores included as well, they're all shutting their doors in California. And not just California, in the black community. Every black community that the, the liberals have taken over. Look what they did in Ferguson. They destroyed Ferguson. They had all their Antifa buddies come in from all over the country and burn down things and break things. And, and then they all moved on and left that community in rubble. There's no stores left. You can't go to a grocery store. You can't go to... Uh, Walgreens or anything. Look in Baltimore, they're closing all the, the Walgreens. In Boston, they're closing Walgreens in the black community. 
the congresswoman was saying, well, that's racist, and these big corporations are taking it out on the black community. No, they're not. No, they're not. They can't do business in that community anymore because you made it so that the criminals come in here. It's not the, the regular people in the black community. They have nothing to do with it. It's the ones that are put up to it, the ones that are coddled by the left that are doing it. But they're leaving the rest of the community in rubble, and now they're moving all these illegals into those communities. So, you know, when the black people in Boston were saying, what do you mean you're taking over our community center? You took out our neighborhood. You took out our stores. You took out our low-income housing. And now you're taking out our recreation center. What are our kids going to do? You're going to fill it up with illegals? And they just, you know, give them the finger. That's too bad. We know you're going to vote Democrat, so we're taking you for granted, and we're just going to train the new people. We're training your replacements. They're not putting them in the white communities. They're not putting them in the suburbs, mostly. They're going to have to now. But they're going into the black communities, and they're taking them over with their illegals and turning them into dumps. I mean, so the black people are just left holding the bag again. It's a form of self-degentrification, and it's happening in the United States, just like it happened, you know, in areas like Watts and South Central Los Angeles and everything else in the 80s. And now, modern day, it's not just the African-American communities. It's everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, they're flooding these communities with drugs. They're poisoning them. You know, we had 170,000 people die of fentanyl overdose last year. I'd like to see some stats on the demographics of the people that are dead. You know they're going to be young people. But, you know, is there something we should be looking at? I mean, all these drugs in, in these black communities. I bet you that black people are dying off. A lot more than the white people and the beige people and the brown people and the red people are dying off. And the Chinese are dying off. You know, uh, black people are, are mostly the victims of crime. Because the crime's going on in their community. That's and why they're, the they're, worst are, they're powerless to stop it. And their representatives the aren't helping them. Nope, and that's the thing. The worst spot in the United States for that is a little area about a mile square called Kensington Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hmm. You ever get a chance, look up Kensington Avenue and watch some of the videos. And it's What's not it just like? black people. Well, okay. On average, police officers say five to six people OD and die in Kensington Avenue. It's not a big deal because they just scoop them up and leave them for, you know, as John Doe's or whatever. However, it's not just a black thing, a white thing, an Asian thing. It's everybody that's like, uh, and the, the truth is, too, it's a younger crowd that's happening to them because mm-hmm. they don't stop the problem of homelessness and technically they don't try to, uh, you know, force law on drug users. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one of the areas where drugs are so prominent that so many young people and so many different people of different backgrounds all flood to Kensington Avenue because they know they're not going to get busted. And they can sit there and use drugs as much as possible. And you look at these people and they're freaking zombies. Yeah. They have a place like that in Boston. It's called Methadone Mile. It's at Molina Cass Boulevard and Massachusetts yep. Avenue, Mass and Cass. Um, they just got this whole area that there's open-air drug use, there's a tent city, there's all kinds of terrible stuff. And again, it's in the center of a black community, but the people that are in, that are in this mass and cast, this methadone mile, they're from every background. But the place is located right in the center of the black community. And it's just put aside so that people can just do drugs there. And people die there every day. Every day there's three or four bodies. They just come in and scoop them up and take them off wherever they take them. And List them as a junk or Jane Doe and then go about their day. You know, and you, you see the people, they are zombies. I feel so bad. They're people's daughters and sons and mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. And we should be helping those people. We should be helping these communities. We should have law enforcement. We can train law enforcement. And we can train communities to help each other. And eliminate the crime off the street. And make it safe for the kids to go out to play. People don't let their kids out to play anymore. It's too dangerous. But you know, and what's like, left you know, for the kids to do except join gangs and do drugs? I mean, should they well, take everything away many, from them? You know how many blacks were shot by other blacks in Chicago in 2019? 4,875 with about 670 murders. It got so bad one weekend that the hospital shut the doors. And no white police shot anybody. Yeah, so it it doesn't make the news if they can't make it a, a, a race crime. Oh, no, because at that point, Lori Lightfoot openly said there was not a problem in Chicago with that. And she lied, and she lied, and she lied about it. Yeah, well, right now, the most dangerous thing to be is a a young black kid. Your life expectancy has gone way down, especially if you live in a city. The kids would go to school walking down the sidewalk. They had bulletproof backpacks. And they would run zigzag. They would run zigzag down the sidewalk. The sad children have to know that. It's sad. You did gotta you read teach your babies. Did you watch the YouTube on that black female mirror in Dalton, Illinois? No. No. You should check that out. You want to see a, a fool. You need to check her out. She consider herself a deferrer. And you talking about corruption. Deferrer like yes. Hitler's deferrer. Dalton, oh. Illinois. Let's type it in. And what's she, what's she about? You, who you. is she? I don't know who she is. Or the case. So I look for it, though. What's it about? 
It's about the corruption that she's in. And what is she, a representative of something? I believe she's the mayor of Dalton. Oh. township but once again it's these left-wing political leaders that claim there's nothing going on and they're like oh we're, there's not a problem in their in this town meanwhile someone's getting stabbed in the background she spends money on flights steakhouses while the village faces debt she slams critics for attacking a black woman in power so it's her skin that made her corrupt that's that's her excuse. You should that's be ashamed of yourself because you're all black. You. You're all black, she said. And you're sitting here beating and attacking a black woman that's in power. Ooh, yeah, she acting like in power. She's that's not in power. Same, she's in office. That's the same excuse Lori Lightfoot used in Chicago. They're attacking me because I'm a gay black woman. They're they're ridiculing me because I'm a gay black woman. No, it's because you're doing such a crappy job. Right. Yeah, and she said she wasn't going to take questions from white reporters. Yeah, I oh, remember yeah, that I one. I remember that. Yeah, the mayor of Boston, the Chinese lady, Wu, she had a Christmas party that no whites were allowed at. So you replace discrimination with more discrimination? Yeah, How's that going to work? Do. I was arguing with a Chinese-American today, and she was on a program, and she wants to convince Americans to start using uh, buying Chinese electric cars. <clears throat> and uh, I was going back and forth with her, so she tried to use the old go-to and accuse Whites, all whites is Europeans, and start talking about MAGA and, and white supremacy. I told her, I said, no, United States should get back to the policy of made in America. Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, no. You got to buy from we the should, world. We should take pride in made in America. And all of us should unify under one flag, one anthem. We're all Americans. doesn't matter if you're black or white or brown or red or yellow. If you're American, you're American. We're this one lady unit. could speak perfect English, but she didn't. She was stumped on the usage of the terms. You know, they can speak English well, better probably than some Americans, but how mm-hmm. they use the word. And when she resorted to using white supremacy, well, we I knew where she was coming from. She mm-hmm. picked that up. But this stuff yeah. about, see, what they do, they come here to the United States. And of course, you know they have used espionage to steal because there's no way in the world they would have developed as fast as they are if they weren't building off of what the United States has already had. But they're oh, trying sure. to convince people to... By China. Once again, I've mentioned this a couple times in the previous episodes. It's the fact that they come from their other countries. 
They go through our college systems, learn everything that we know in America, and then turn around and go back to their countries and reuse and you know reuse it and steal the technology there. Mhm. Oh yeah, and they get into these big tech companies and they do. They learn everything they can learn, and then they At sleep with politicians like Fang Fang, and they get blueprints and diagrams yep. and you know access to the yep. U.S. Patent Office. And yeah, I wonder how many patents. I, I, oh, I was going to say I wouldn't buy a Chinese vehicle, a Chinese electric vehicle, until eighty percent of China is using them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. They use more fossil fuels than most of the countries combined in the world. Well, right now, under the circumstances, the, you're better off buying a seventy-two Pinto. It doesn't have a computer in it, so. With an EMP, you can just change the battery. Take the, if, you know, if the chips hit the fan, take the battery out of it and bury it in a metal box, so it doesn't get hit with an EMP. And when the EMP passes, you put your battery back in, and it's still going to run. It's not going to be fried. Yeah. Right now, you all should be. We all should be driving. Uh, at least have access to those old pickup trucks. Those. You know, from the 70s and the, all the way back to the 50s, those old Fords and Chevys and stuff, those old John Deere's. Not these computers on wheels we have now that you can shut them down. Yeah, you There's can a lot control of people, them by remote. I follow, a lot of car culture. I follow a lot of car culture on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys and their followers and stuff are now, you know, going back to, like, cars from 78 and less. You know, all the way back to, you know, and, you know, working and redoing these cars just because of that problem. Absolutely. As well they should. That's why they're getting harder and harder to find because everybody's buying them all up and restoring them all. Yeah, well, that's why they want to get rid of the gas cars and they want to get rid of the gas stoves and all that other stuff because they can't shut them off remotely like they can with the electric. You know, it's it's all about the control. We don't have cars anymore. We have computers on wheels. Yep. And they drive themselves. You know, you can always cut off a Tesla because if you get too close to it, it's going to slow down and let you in. And they have restrictors, like on the Dodge Ram vans. They know the speed limit in the area you're at, and they won't let you go more than five miles over a speed limit under 50 and more more than nine miles over a speed limit of 60. You know that? So if you've got to get out of the way of a runaway truck, you ain't going to be able to do it. Or if you're at an intersection and you've got to jam on the gas to get out of the way, Good luck. It's only going to let you do the speed limit. And you don't even have to use your hands anymore. They showed a picture of a guy in a Tesla, and he was had it on the automatic driver. The, the, you don't need to drive it. It drives itself. And he had on one of those virtual helmets, and he was just ticking away on his, his ear keyboard while he was driving the car. That's crazy. You don't even have to get in the driver's seat anymore. I don't think I'd trust that. 
I have trust issues. Hey, I want to be Down in D.C., they have Ubers, driver, driverless Tesla Ubers. The Uber comes, and there's nobody driving. Yeah, but then you hear these stories, like that reporter that was about to break the big story about the um, guy that wandered off, and they and he joined the Taliban. They had to get him back, and they were going to break that story. And he ended up in one. He had one of those cars, and it just accelerated and crashed him into a tree. So he got killed. I forget that reporter's name, too. And, you know, Tucker Carlson, didn't he interview Julian Assange? Yes, he did. Yeah, I wonder when he's going to release that I don't know. It's it's been a while. Oh, by the way, new polling came out. Trump up 10 now. Oh, you should be up five. You should be up fifty by now. Well, you this, know these people. I tr- I know about this polling organization, and they're they're very good. Yeah, well, Biden's on his way out. I think what they, I think if they wanted to get Biden out, really, they have to charge Hunter with a crime, uh, charge him with everything that they want to, you know, that they can charge him with. And once he's charged, Biden can just, you know, give him immunity, just pardon him. And then he can sail off to the Shady Lawn rest home. Shady Acres. Yeah, they're going to put him out to pasture. And today they just humiliated him. He come out, he yelled at the reporter. He was, he was, I think they juiced him. It might have been his cocaine that they found at the White House. Because when he come out, he was all amped up and he was ready for bear. And then as it wore off, whatever they juiced him with, he started to babble. And then he said that the president of Mexico was al-Sisi and he wouldn't open the gate to Gaza. And actually, al-Sisi is the Egyptian president, not the Mexican president. And he won't open the gate to Gaza. They threw those Palestinians out of Egypt. They were Muslim Brotherhood. They were terrorists. They were wreaking havoc in Egypt, and they don't want them. Jordan threw them out, too. That's why they put them all in Gaza. So, you know, the same with Iran. Iran doesn't want them. Qatar doesn't want them. And all these the mass leaders, they're all in Qatar right now. They're not over there in Gaza with the people. So those people are stuck. I think that the people, if they were smart, they'd be throwing Hamas out. To be turning against them. I think that would be the smartest thing to do. You know, we talked about this. Do you know how beautiful Gaza could be? It's oceanfront property on, on, on the Mediterranean. They could well, have... You know they got, uh, 
natural gas in the Mediterranean right there off of Gaza, and Israel yeah. wouldn't let them develop it. Well, that's too bad. They'd probably screw it up. And Hamas would end up with lots and lots and lots of money. I wouldn't let this them was, develop this it either this under the circumstances. Decade, this was decades ago. Yeah, well, maybe decades ago they might have had an opportunity, but I wouldn't let them make a nickel right now. You know, everything that they got, that they make most of their money by panhandling. They don't have a gross domestic product. But they could. They, you know, all the electronics and the concrete and the and the building supplies and the electrical wires and the pipes, you know, for plumbing and for drainage and things like that. They used it all to make rockets to take out Israel. If they used it to improve that beautiful waterfront property, you know, they could have a tourist destination. They could be making tons of money. It could look like Abu Dhabi, you know, uh, you know, the United Arab Emirates, uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, beautiful and big and, and you know, all the, all the tall buildings and the high rises and the condos and the restaurants and the tourist places and the resorts. And, you know, it could be that. They could be making money hand over fist. They could be doing better than the Indians with the casinos. But instead, they live in squalor, and they live on top of each other and beat up buildings that are just falling apart. Then it doesn't have to be that way. Right now, they have a new opportunity because Israel just went through there and, and bulldozed the place. So now they have an opportunity to start over and maybe get it right this time. Get rid of Hamas. You know, Stop being a little more civilized. People will help you. And you put these places together, not lean to shacks or shabby constructed, you know, tenement swallow buildings, but nice places. And, you know, well, once you improve Joanne, your atmosphere, you improve your attitude, too. Joanne, it's never going to be any peace in that area. It's just going to be a matter of time. Yeah. That's just what's going to happen. It's going to be a matter of time. And what do you think the future holds for them? Israel's going to be gone. They don't have no population. Yeah. Their birth rate is down like 1.9. They're going to be gone. It's just be a matter of time. You well, can't that's what they say was going like on that. here, and that's why we need the illegals, because we have an aging population and we're not... Repopulating enough to replace ourselves. Well, the illegals that's coming here come here for one thing, basically, not all. That's to make money and send it back home. Where they come from? Some people from the Congo ain't gonna stay here. No. They come here to make money. Well, that's what they said about New York. They go up there and pillage. And they're stealing purses and stealing cell phones and, you know, all kinds of property. They're getting all this money. And then they're going to Florida to spend it. And I think it was Hogel, the governor, said, why aren't they going to Florida and staying in Florida and doing their crime there? And the city councilor said, because they'll put you in jail for that in Florida. And they, you know, they didn't get the irony of it. 
Yeah, because you will get arrested here, and you will do time here in Florida. Florida don't play like that. They'll put you on a chain gang if you steal a bathing suit. They'll well, they should. The, but, uh, you know, Joe Biden letting these people in here gives them an alibi. Well, we in here, but the president told us to come. Somebody's coaching these people to come to the United States. Of course. If, if, the, if the State Department give them work permits, then they're here legally, Ill, although they are illegal. Yeah, well, they come in illegal, but once they apply for asylum and they get the paperwork, that does give them a temporary legal status. So we're caught in a conundrum here. And then if they don't have a court date for seven years, they can be here seven years. And as long as they're not breaking other laws, you can't just pack they them up and deport them. They never make court dates. The vast majority of them never make their court dates. No. After the court date, then you can round them up and send them back if they don't show up. Then that's but when 90% of them don't qualify. You're right. That's when the bleeding hearts come out then and be following stays with courts and everything else. And they've been here 10 years and they've been good members of the community. And, yeah, they've been here 10 years because you gave them a court date for 10 years. If you gave them a court date for one year, they'd have only been here one because they don't well, qualify. What they should have done is they should wait in their country for their court date, then come here. Then you go to right. a, a, a U.S. embassy in their country and apply for a reference. They don't even have to. They can go on their phone to an app and apply for a rate like that. Absolutely. They don't have to leave the house. To come here. They come here because they want to. They've been coached right. to do so. Somebody went and got them and talked them into coming and provided their sustenance for the whole trip. And promised them the streets will pay for gold here. Come to America. We're going to pay you away. We're going to give you everything. We'll put you up in a nice hotel. We'll feed you. We'll give you money. Well, yeah, we're, quarter, we're quartering on, our, our, an army that's against us. Yeah. If that's going on, and I agree with you, it is, then there's got to be another underlying motive for that to be happening. Yeah, and we're paying them to be here. This is Obama's civilian army he said he wanted. Like I said, he never said he wanted American civilians. He said he wanted a civilian army. Equally funded as our national army. But he's got more, 10 million just in three years. That's not including the 50 million that were already here. So now we've got 60 million illegal invaders in this country. That's a American, big army. American militias need to be training and acquiring weapons. Yeah, well, it and won't be long until that military needs to be. An insurrection act needs to be changed because I, if it was Joe Biden or Obama, they would use it against American citizens. Now you right. got to ask yourself, well, what would National Guards do? Would they quit? And put this jar on the other side? I don't know. That's why the Democrats. That's why the Democrats want to abolish the Second Amendment. That's why they made them take the vaccine and make them wear masks too, to see who's obedient and who isn't. Yep. 
and they got rid of the ones who weren't, the ones who thought for themselves. So I don't know how many American military, if given an order to shoot Americans, would defy the order. Well, it, it sh- the blue hats sure would. Oh, the blue hats. Yeah, but these people might as well be blue hats. The U.N. has given them cards before they even get to the United States. And then they're giving them cards once they get here. So they'll be loyal to the U.N. And they don't know about our culture, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. They don't know anything about our country. They don't want to know. No, and they, they don't, don't. And they don't know our culture. You know, so if you buy a scooter and a bunch of your friends buy a scooter and then you go riding around New York robbing people, well, that's what they would have done in their country. Probably why they get thrown out of their country or put in jail in their country. Look at Venezuela. They're living large now. Ecuador, they're doing all right now because they got rid of all their reprobates, sent them here. And all these NGOs that we're giving money to paid for them to get here. And China helped. And And all these countries along the way helped. You know, 10 million people don't just walk through Mexico and Mexico don't notice. (laughs) Don't forget the churches. Oh, definitely the churches. The Catholic charities are the worst. That Pope is a scoundrel. But it's all about the money with that Catholic charities thing. And the more money you give them, the more illegals you're going to get. We're paying them to go get illegals and bring them here. The more money we give them, the more illegals they're going to bring. And we abandoned a base over in Panama. And the Chinese took it over. And we've had people down there taking pictures and, you know, flying over with drones and stuff before their drone got shot down. But they got photographs. They got all kinds of supplies. They got they got this base, and it's it's got baby formulas and shirts and diapers, and that's where they're supplying these caravans that are passing through. That's part of their logistics. They got these checkpoints that they bring them to, and they feed them, and they let them take showers and rest and, you know give them essentials, and then they keep moving them on their way. They put them on trains. They put them in buses. You know, O'Keefe put out a video yesterday, James O'Keefe. And he well, went hell. to one of the shelters. They were supplying them people coming, women coming across the border with baby formulas when there was none on the store shelves in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you know why there was no baby formula in America, because it was diverted to these logistics facilities. They they had to take care of 10 million people. That's a lot of babies. And now they don't even bother with the babies anymore. They're just sending military-age men. Once in a while you'll see a little kid or a woman, but not often anymore. They're saying in another 50 years, their population would increase to over 100 million. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, the people in that video that O'Keefe shot said that they couldn't wait to have families and make babies. Over 100 million. The United States so would be gone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all that fertile land that those people left behind, like down in the Amazon and... and well, hell, you know, Bill Gates own that. Yeah. But just think of all the resources they're leaving behind. Look at South America, the Southern Hemisphere. They have beautiful fertile land and clean water, and they have mountains and rainforests and all kinds of just places to grow grain and rice and vegetables, and, you know, they have all kinds of seasons. And Well, if they got that, then why are they leaving and coming here to the United States, they say, for a better life? Are they too lazy right. to develop where they come from? Yeah. Or too controlled by their governments because they're all communists. You know, well, so if the they're elite, leaving the there by the millions, well. yeah, if they're leaving there by the millions, hell, they could overrun their government. That's what I'm saying. You know, send them back. If they, you know, AOC said yesterday they're good for the economy. Well, if they're so good for the economy, why weren't they good for their own economy? And if That's you right. Got, and you got, you know, half a million Venezuelans here. That's a big army by itself. You know, train them to go back and, and take their country back. Don't send them one at a time. Send them in regiments back to their own country. Well, Do it on that, that note, way. for the last hour... For the last hour, Joanne, basically you're on your own. I do have a promise to make. Uh, I was, my ex-wife's birthday is tonight. Oh. Yeah, but Joanne, well, I've got to go too. It's 10 o'clock. So have fun with the rest of the hour going in. Uh, it was great co-hosting with you. <laughs> and, Kimo, thank you very, very much. It was great co-hosting with you, too. I hope I didn't talk too much. I just I've got so much oh, to no, say. No, 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 What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, you well, thank to you play again. some video, Joanne. I got to go too. All right, Bianchi, you thank you very much for calling in too. Joe, you going to stick around? I'm here. All right. Well, I have to play Broccoli Man, and it's this week's. It's Broccoli Man goes to the border, and features wiretap. So I have to play that for our audience, and then we'll get back and we'll talk some more if you feel like sticking around. We're here. All right. We'll be back in a minute. A bunch of us are heading down to South Texas to go help secure the southern border. I cannot believe the globalists would rather start a civil war in the United States than to even pretend to close the border. We have over 20,000 people very day from over 150 countries just coming over here while the border patrol and the feds make them sandwiches and give them maps on where to go for welfare. Many of these people are terrorists who are wanted around the world. When we report them, we are told to shut up and they have every right to be here. I am glad to see over two dozen states say no and send troops. I am heading down there now. My job is to try and figure out where many of these children come from. It is no secret these cartels kidnap little kids. They use them as pawns to say I have a child let me in. 
As soon as they get across the border, the kids are either recycled back to the border by the cartel to be used again, or left at the border to die. Brandon tells us that we better shut up or we will get arrested. Liberals try to tell us how great it is to have 92% of these illegals be single military age men. Well 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 green dude. I told you globalists that you would be down here. They thought you would be too scared of being in a war zone. But I know that you are a buskill or by a snitch, and a something lucker for real. What do you want now wiretap? Well long term sir. I want your kumquats and your ice cream cone. But for right now, I'm finna arrest you for trying to stop these poor undocumented friends of America from coming into our country. Do what? It is not up to you to do anything about this border. George Soros paid for these millions of global citizens to come here for asylum sir. It is hard work to secure the Darien Gap in Panama so we can collect these people from anywhere in the world so we can put them something duckers on buses and bring them to America green dude. When you get in the way, you are hurting our crime syndicate. Well, the American public wants to get in the way of your crime syndicate. Maybe you do not understand the Queen's English sir. You do not run jack-ish. We need to take down America so we can run a one-world government. That is why we paid off Barrios O'Tour and Brandon so we can have all the world's killers and terrorists get onto American soils completely unchecked. After we get as many world troops to go after Americans, we can start banning the guns from adults and nincompoops. Only our own troops from all over the world will be supplied weaponry. This way us globalists can live happily ever after sir. I do not think that is how it is going to work. I think that is how it is going to work. There is no way you are going to take guns from all the Americans. This is why we have bought all the weapons. It will be easy sir. All we have to do is create a military force full of these great new undocumented American friends. We can use them to do no-knock raids into stores and houses without permission. If you dare to complain, you will be frog-marched out of your dwelling and placed into a local FEMS camp. That does not exist. What makes you think you will get away with this? Because, sir, people will support Brandon's message about how MAGA and Trump support us the domestic terrorists. No one likes Brandon anymore. That is fake news. We understand sir, but when we replace Brandon with Michael Robinson or Obama, all those nimwits and saps will go back to the Democrat plantation and do whatever Big Mike tells them. And we have every globalist in our pocket to go against fools like you sir. What about Elon Musk? Never you worry about him sir. We will bog him down with lawsuits so him cannot do anything sir. Just like we are slowing down Donald Trump, Alex Jones, and all other prominent people fighting against the crime syndicate. So just because the people that pay your salary have money, you think you can end the civilization against the 99%? Absolutely sir. We are finna pass a bill that will prohibit any militia or have open any firearms trainings classes. If you are interested in training for a firearms class, you will be rounded up and go to the FEMA camp. By the way sir, you will be 100% required to own a cellular phone so we can track your every move sir. 
I refuse to hold a cell phone on my person. There is too much spying by the government. Also, these phones have way too much radiation. We have solved the radiation problem, sir. How is that? We have now stopped any and all studies on radiation reports effective immediately. So since we no longer test for radiation, it is now completely safe. Now let me make sure you have a cell phone in your front pocket on your dungarees so the radiation frequencies fry up your swimmies. We best be making sure you something that cares or not procreating, sir. Never. That is not going to work, sir. Now I must formally demand that you remove your dungarees, your blouse and your underoos. I need to check your kumquats and your anal canal for any rice and coffee beans. Rice and coffee beans? Precisely, sir. We need to check you for anything that procures global warming, sir. We busies finaban those dangerous items that will sustain human life. Uh. I mean that those types of foodstuffs use up too much carbon and so we need to ban them along with killing all the cows. Now you must you must you must deliver those garments on your person. I also need to run my hands through your long flowing mane. I do not understand. Brandon is setting up a world war to fight Russia, China, Iran, and other nations. But in a world war, Brandon, Obama, and the Democrat Party say it is even more important to fight Americans. Noah Sherlock, why else do you think it is okay for all these people to cross the American borders without any checks or balances? But we are going to upgrade our TS naked body scanners to make sure we get an even clearer photograph of your junk. Sure it may contain extra radiation. However, there are no longer going to be just any radiation studies, sir, so it will be legal. Hey everyone. These globalists think they can overpower us and start their one world government. They have a goal by 2030 to get rid of every single nation and have one nation one laws for us 99%. They want massive death and destruction for you and me. They want to run the world without us in it. Please resist anything and everything they want to do to fight us. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on live 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to be informed on. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Also, go to the schedule on there and find some of the other shows on Freedomizer. That is freedomizerradio.com. Do not ever ever listen to Freedomizer Radio. You must refuse to listen to anyone that is sharing information about a crime syndicate. That is why we are forced to use military airplanes to spray chemtrails all over you halfwits and jackwads. We are going to attack everyone's health. We can spray you with classified chemicals block out the sun and force you to wear shoes every day. This way you can be just low on vitamin D and constantly be sick. We own you 99% Tess. Do you hear me? We own you 99% buys niches. We are the champions. We are the champions. No need for losers because we are the champions. Of the world. Now hurry up and bring your jukebox money. 
Well, I love Broccoli Man. Welcome back. You're listening to the Proof Negative Show. I'm Joanne Moretti. And earlier we had Bianchi and Kimo with us. Joe is still with us. And we've had a lively conversation all night. And welcome back. Yeah, I love those Broccoli Mans, Joe. He touches on some really good points. Proof makes those himself. Those are his baby. He also makes all the music. All the music he plays, all that that like electronic music that he plays, Proof does that mm-hmm. too. He um, composes all that. Hey, we got breaking news. Trump won the Virgin Island by seventy five percent. He gets all the delegates awarded, and now they just predicted that he won the Nevada. He's taking all the delegates from that, but with ninety seven point six percent of the vote, a landslide. Yeah, I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Now, on to South Carolina. Nikki Haley didn't even bother to put her name on the on the caucus ballot in Nevada. She didn't spend any money. Her name was on the primary, but the primary was just a beauty contest. Trump wasn't even on that ballot, and no de- delegates were awarded. But congratulations to the people of Nevada. I just want to tell you... Thank you so much, and we hear you loud and clear, and we're all going to follow suit. We're going to follow your lead. 97.6, that's a big, big, big message. I mean, that other guy, did, did, that, did the only people that vote for him was his, his wife and his kids because Trump just walked away with all of it. And that's where proof was tonight. That's why I'm filling in for him because he was at that Nevada caucus. And I hope he got lots of pictures, and I hope he got lots of video and audio for everything that was going on. I love to hear that. What a great result! I'm very, very proud of you, Nevada. Way to go! So, did you see this guy, Stephen A. Smith? He's a big. He has a uh, podcast, and he was on fire. He's he's a he's a leftist liberal. But yeah. he went off today. Did you see that? No, I don't really know who he is. Tell me so what he's happened. Very popular. He's very popular in New York. I'll send you the link. I, say, I keep sending you stuff. What I think yeah. is important. I'm trying, I try to keep you updated. <laughs> but he just went on. He basically says, we got starving people born and raised in this nation. How the hell did we come up with a $53 million pilot program for the illegals, just like the billions for the Ukraine? I mean, he just went on and on and on. Wow. So they lost another one. I mean, he was firing brimstone. He just, mm-hmm. you know. Nice. Uh, you know. Well, Trump's going to have a rally in the Bronx, and he's going to rent out the Madison Square Gardens. He's going good for New York. Good. He should. He should make a play for every city and every state. Absolutely. Well, after, after seeing the MSNBC, which they couldn't deny, every person they interviewed on the street, Trump, 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 Trump. I know. That's so cool. I'm absolutely thrilled with that. And the meltdown tonight. With all the media, oh my goodness! While Broccoli Man was playing, I just kind of was scanning over to MSNBC and CBS and everything. They are losing their minds. They've had a very bad, awful day. <laughs> <laughs> don't you, don't you love it? 
Oh um, yes. John Solomon a, broke a broke a story. What he, what he Classified said. Ukraine documents discovered in Biden's possession from the time of Hunter's Bermisa work. You know oh. Hunter was in the documents. I didn't that know he was or, in the document either. So Well, I say I say in the story. Yeah, I want to see the whole transcript of this report because I bet you there's a lot of things in there that we're not talking about. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel bad from, you know. Even yeah. Charlie Kirk said he disgraced us in Afghanistan. He encouraged an invasion of ten million plus illegals. Brought us 10% inflation that impoverished the working class. He vilified half the country as domestic extremists. And, you know, when when he gave his speech yesterday, he said that he wants to put aside party politics and, you know, we should start unifying and we got to get behind these bills and stuff. And then he just tore into Trump and all Trump supporters. So, he, you know, there he is vilifying people again. And he's the white supremacist that we should be concerned with. He's the one pulling all this stuff on the, you know, against the black people. Then they gotta, they gotta pull together. They gotta, you know, they gotta unify too. You know, help us, help us, help each other. We need each other. Well, they're crying. They're crying for help in Chicago. You saw yeah, that video. And, and their representatives aren't going to help them. And that's why I think that Trump should make a play. He should go to Chicago. He should go to New York. He should go to all the Democrat strongholds and explain to them why it's okay to not vote Democrat this time. Just give it one more try. You know, if you you don't like the way things go, in two years you can just go right back to voting Democrat. But try it once. Try voting for Trump this time. Vote for him, and we'll make things better, and we can do it together. And we need each other. We all need each other. We're all Americans, and we've got to stick together eventually. And I'm not saying to vote for all the Republicans. I'm just saying vote for Trump. You know, you don't like Republicans? Don't vote for them. But don't vote for Democrat this time, please. You know, it didn't Did get you- us anywhere, but we're in a, in a, in a oh. real bad way. Did you what, see yeah. this senator from Connecticut, Chris Murphy? He says the no, Democrats know. care all about most are the undocumented Americans that are in this country. Boy, I'm glad I don't live in his state. I'd be calling his office a lot. Mm. Cares about only the undocumented Americans. We got vets out there killing themselves, homeless vets. We got we got needs in this country and all he cares is about the undocumented. Let me you know, let me let me repeat this about the illegals, okay? We had a crime here at our house. Mm. Two illegals hijacked their boss's car, went on a joyride, they hit the business next door, took out about a hundred foot of their fence, came over, flew over to my neighbor's house, took out his retaining wall, 
flew up in the air, took his tree, crash landed in our house, just a few feet from the edge of our house. Between our neighbor and ourselves, we had over probably $15,000 worth of damage. Don't tell me about Mm -hmm. these illegals. Hello? I mean, what is, you know, and this stuff is going on everywhere. We had a, oh, by the way, let me tell you this. You heard about the judge that was killed here a couple months ago? Remember that story, the judge that was killed? He was was illegal living here in the United States. Yeah. Yep. They they kind of buried that story. He went out and killed himself afterwards. But that was the first judge like that killed in the United States for a long time. He went right up to the guy's house because what happened was the judge get granted a divorce and also get, granted his wife custody of the kids. And he just went off. He went to the judge's house and shot and killed him right there in front of his family. And the guy wow. took off and then they couldn't find him. And they finally found him out in the woods, killed himself. Ah, that's what a bad story that is. It was a bad, but we're passing a new legislation now. They're going to put more protection on the judges here in the state of Maryland, which is a good thing. They they need to do that after this. Yeah, well, the judges, you know, most most judges try to be fair. But I mean, there's a, there's a lot of the school boards, like the ones that they are assigned to the Trump thing. You already know that those ones there were assigned for a reason. They weren't oh, randomly yeah. chosen. But, yeah, we still got to protect our judges. We've got to protect our law enforcement. Hey, you see that there's several buildings on fire in Moscow now? Yeah, Ukraine's been busy. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was Ukraine. I don't know if Joe Biden probably set them because of the Tucker Carlson thing. Well, Tucker well, asked them about that Nord Stream pipeline and and... And Putin says, yeah, the CIA. So, Possibility. Yeah. I who do you think they're going to put in as the nominee? Oh, God, I don't know. I I really don't. Michelle, Michael doesn't want it. So I know, who do you have I know to laugh? Yeah, well. Can you Newsom? imagine Kamala Harris going head to head with Trump in November? Oh no! You got Newsom. You got the Wicked Witch of Michigan, and that's mm-hmm. what she is—the Wicked Witch of Michigan. Yeah, well, if if Michelle don't want it, you know Hillary does. Hillary wouldn't, wouldn't have something? a small. She wouldn't have a small ball chance in hell. People hate no. her. Oh yeah. They do not like that lady at all. She, they well, had to push her out this morning and and trash uh, Tucker. That's how desperate they are. Wow. Yeah, well, she's showing her face. She's a very, very evil lady. Very evil. Yes, she is. If evil, it doesn't even begin to describe how how rancid she is. I, I, you know, you and I will have to have a talk privately about some of the things of what she's done. George, George told me. Yeah. George told me. Wow. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
know, I think that we got a lot of thinking to do because we got to, how are we going to get everybody to come together? I mean, I, I think maybe, the, you know, Brian Cates is right. Draw and strike. I think that he mm-hmm. says that the Democrat Party is about to implode. You know, they, they stole the election for Biden. And he was in decline then. He says they spent three years denying there was a border invasion. And what are they admitting to if they swap him out now? They're going to have to do something. I don't know. There's things going on. I think Bianchi was right. Something big is going on. And I don't know if it's the good guys or the bad guys. And the bad guys have been up at bat for a very long time. They kept hitting us and hitting us and hitting us and invading us and taking our freedoms and, you know, turning everything against us and, and setting up the conservatives. But is this, are we fighting back now? Is is that what's going on? You know, I'm, I'm glad one of the cases at least made it to the Supreme Court, but a bunch of them should be making it up there. And Trump just ran away with 97% of the Nevada caucus. Well, what do you have to understand about Trump? He has the world against him. He can't be fighting all these fights. He needs our help. Understand that? Yeah, but I think it's just the Democrats that are against him. I don't think the world is against him. I think the world needs him. What I mean mean is the Democrats and the Uniparty, that group. Oh, them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, that it's survival for them. Because if Trump and, gets and, back and in, as far as as far as half of the Republicans, you know, they're just you know they're just lame. They won't fight. Um, I mean, we saw that they gave into the Senate bill today to send money to Ukraine, but it's not going to go anywhere in the House. I'm glad to see Speaker Johnson standing very strong against uh, the money pot that they want to give to Ukraine. Hey, by the way, did you hear? Did you hear the CIA director here a couple months ago went over to the Ukraine and he had a a dress down, had to dress down Zelensky for all the bribery and scamming and siphoning of all the funds? Did you hear that story? No, I didn't hear that, but we knew that was going on when they're buying mansions and $40 million, some guy who just got busted pilfering. And that was just one of them. The yeah, that, biggest that open that, over there. They're just showering each other with money. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, that's why they're pushing this money for the crane. This is a, this a, this is their last hurrah. Trump, well, Trump sure, can send uh, them more Schumer money. and McConnell already have a trip planned over there, and that has to be set up well in advance. So they oh, were yeah. so sure that that bill was going to pass that they made their travel arrangements to go and celebrate. You go to a war zone to celebrate? If you're going to give them a guy money, he has no problem getting here. Why are they going over there? You know, isn't a war zone pretty dangerous? You know, something's up with that. Is there really a war going on over there? You know, it doesn't seem like anybody's winning, and it doesn't seem like no. anybody's losing. You know, a bunch of people got killed, but not the people at the top. Well, they, they're running out of soldiers. Did you hear today they put out an edict that if you don't go fight in the Army, 
and they're sending women now that they can come in and take everything that you have, your house, your property, everything. Wow. That's not, that's not a democracy. That's no. a, <laughs> that, that's total dictatorship. And the, his general and his general quit today. He fired him. Zelensky fired oh. him. He's out the door. He could cause he could cause a coup d'état. The, that general is very popular over there in Ukraine. And it, well, it, ain't, it ain't done yet. The people in Ukraine might want to get a little smarter. A lot of them fled, like we talked about mm, yesterday. The po- they fled to Belarus and Poland and and you know the Baltic states. But they need a coup over there. They got to get rid of Zelensky. They got to get rid of Soros. And I think that's Putin's ultimate goal: is Soros and that whole crew. But he's well, got you're... him and Soros got bad blood. Because you know what they've done with the pipelines and Russia and, and the overthrowing Ukraine and all of it. So Putin well, I has legitimate. A list of, I sent you a list. You know the farmers are. Uh, there's about fifteen, sixteen countries, and they've been raising hell over there. And they're finally backing down on the mandates that they're going to do the farmers finally. Because these farmers are nothing to play around with over there. And, and then there's about 15 or 16 countries, and they've been, I mean, they've been doing everything. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I love them. I love them. We need that spirit over here. If we had that spirit over here, we wouldn't have, people would listen. And the farmers, the farmers under Biden have taken several hundred and the hundreds of million dollar hit because of the regulation and the inflation and you know nitrate shortages and everything. So that's why prices are going up. They put so much mm-hmm. regulations on the farmers. And I have a farm in front of me and I have a farm behind me here. Yeah. And live out here in the country. One of the nice things living out here, Joanne, is we got. I mean, we have. Uh, I can go down here within a couple miles. You know, I can get homemade milk. I get homemade, which I do. I have a place I go get homemade eggs. I get homemade cheese. I get homemade butter. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice living out here in the country. The Mennonites are very nice people out here. And I was okay near you. Apple picking. A year ago. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We're in the apple. We're, we're we have uh, right up here at Gettysburg. It's between Winchester and outside up here at Gettysburg, Biggerville. We have the apple ca- belt. The orchards are everywhere during the yeah, summer. Yeah, that's where I was. In fact, I yeah, just when I was up mom. here a year ago, I went apple picking, and the apples were fabulous. Yeah, we just went over. There's a place over here we went and. Uh, we got uh, three bushes, well, three pecks of apples. They they keep them in cold storage. They're really good apples. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. we get all kinds of seasonal fruit. I mean, it's just amazing. It's one of the most diverse uh, cultures, areas in the United States where you, where you have everything, you know, at your disposal. Meat, orchards, vegetables, you name it, we got it. 
Yeah, I went with my son and his wife and six grandchildren, and we had the best time. We got tons and tons of apples, and then I made apple crisp, and I gave some to the people who were running the hotel, and I gave them to all the grandchildren and all their friends. I made them in the hotel. It was one of those um, extended stay hotels, so I had a kitchen. But, yeah, the apples were fabulous up there, and I hope you get some snow so that you get plenty of nitrogen in the apples and they'll just be bursting with flavor and juice and stuff. The more snow the I apples get, the, the better. I saw the total snowfall for this year, and we're in the United States is in a big drought. Yeah. Believe it or not, we're, we're in a drought. So oh. well, hopefully we're going to have another month of cold weather. We can get some snow in here. It has been very – we've only had three little storms. That's yeah. about it. I have a wonderful neighbor across the street. He has a big $2,000 snowblower. He comes over and blow, and snow blows our driveway out, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I take I take him donuts and take him out to dinner. <laughs> and his, his I, I love it. His Internet is Trump 2020, so I have a good neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my neighbors are pretty good here. We, You know, I'm glad that New Hampshire and Iowa and Nevada and the Virgin Islands, everybody's going Trump. So the early states are telling the latest states, this is what we want. So we got to follow suit. I'm terrified that we have a dementia patient here. Running the oh. show. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's frightful. I mean, he's got the nuclear code. I well, the guy's a, struggling. To... Well, the guy's we struggling, that. and they keep dragging him around like a weekend I'm at Bernie. Running, I, I mean, he's running around the na- naked in the White House. He do, they, when they find him, he doesn't know where he's at. Hello. Mm-hmm. This guy yeah, needs well, to be put in a you know a nice. You know, rest home someplace. Yeah, they, he needs to be put to, out to pasture. They have to let him retire because it, it's right now it's elder abuse. Oh yeah, but I mean, the guy the day is day clearly struggling. Out. And the other day, no. The other day he came out and he had his diaper was sticking out. Mhm. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that diaper a couple of times. I saw it when. He was walking to his helicopter once. He was throwing his legs, but you could see it, like, switching positions as he was walking. So the guy's wearing diapers. They drag him out to do news conferences. You know they're juicing him. Whatever they're giving him, it's wearing off faster and faster because it only lasted, what, 10 minutes this time, and then he just went total noodle head again. Well, he's got a State of the Union next month. I mean, he was breaking well, down tonight. He, he he could hardly, I mean, look at him tonight, think about 20 or 30, 50-minute speech. He ain't going to make right. it. Right. No. And he was, trying to, he was trying to show off and take questions from reporters, but all the noise from them yelling questions was confusing him. And they were all standing up. They weren't seated. So that had to be stressful on him and, and causing him to 
go into a confused state, and plus whatever they juiced him with was wearing off. And he just blew it. He thought he was going to go save his presidency by coming out tonight. And his handlers let him do that. And he didn't have his usual notes. And you know how he has notes where he knows which reporter to call on? He didn't Mm -hmm. have those tonight. So they sabotaged him. They absolutely humiliated him tonight. So that was his swan song. I thought that he wouldn't make it to March. I thought they were going to take him out in the Ides of March. But they're probably going to put him out to pasture tomorrow. You know he's going to make less and less appearances. He's not going to be available much longer for news conferences and stuff. Well, he's and been one-third on vacation. Well, he's been a ruthless, corrupt, lying scoundrel, um, self-centered communist. He used our country and our kindness to benefit himself and his family. He, These laws that he's refusing to enforce, he voted for them and helped get them signed in, and some of them might have signed himself, or his boss signed them. But he's been a senator for a long time. He's been in politics 46 years. Same as Schumer, same as Pelosi, same as Grassley and McConnell and all of them. You know, the, the good old club. And these are the same people that made those laws throughout these years. Now they're getting all filthy rich. They're pilfering as much money as they can before they all get the boot. I mean, it's like supermarket sweep right now with all this money that they're getting kickbacks and skimming. And, you know, when they're making bills for trillions of dollars, we don't have. They don't care. They're all leaving, and they're going to go off and sail into the sunset. And what do they care? They got their money. They got their millions. They'll be able to live happily ever after and leave a legacy to their family. And they'll let the country crash and burn behind them. I'm mm-hmm. sure they got all little safe havens and tax shelters and stuff set up all over the place. They got plenty of properties. I mean, Mitch McConnell is still a shipping mogul. Chuck Schumer, he's not going anywhere fast. Maxine Waters, her husband, was one of the ones with the the banking situation. You know, so she's been shaking down banks this whole time. And energy agencies. Hillary Clinton, she's not broke. You know, she raped and robbed and pillaged the country, too. Obama, he's doing all right. He's still running the show. So, you know, and they're they're letting Biden take the fall for the Burisma thing. And are you telling me that all this time that his vice president and the vice president's son and brother and family were shaking down Burisma and taking money from China and taking money from Russia. And everybody knew we have intel communities. Nobody told the boss, nobody told Obama that his vice president was doing all this. They knew it. I mean, it's coming out that they knew it. They all have documents. The documents are reading just like it says. So they knew. And nobody told Obama that's crazy. So Obama was getting his piece, too. And now, with Joe having dementia, 
He's the easy fall guy. They can land it all on him, and he's not going to be charged with anything. They all got away with it. Obama's going to skate scot-free. They, you know, he's just going to claim that he didn't know about it and, you know, it was all Joe Biden did it. Well, you were Joe Biden's boss. And you damn well did know. And you still know. And you're still playing with it. And you're still blackmailing him. And you still got it over his head. And you're still running the show. And Joe Biden's just the face out there. But he's not running anything. And it's we are in a very serious state of situation right now. Our president has dementia and is not capable to even stand trial. And you're right about the nuclear codes. Who's got the codes tonight? Yeah. Trump can't get back in office fast enough. They just can't. This would be a good time for... This will be a good time for China to make its move. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that China hasn't surrounded and invaded Taiwan today, too. We have have three aircraft carriers over there. They moved three over there. Plus, there's a Marine Regiment group. So there's basically equivalent to four aircraft carrier groups or groups right off of Taiwan. And one of them's north up at Japan, which is a Reagan, and then the other two are west. And, and then the the, uh, the um, Marine Battalion is also, well, to the east, yeah, to the west of Taiwan. So there's a lot of things out there that we have in position. Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of scary because who's going to give the order? And... If Biden gives an order, do they have to follow it? And they're going to second guess it. Well, and who's making who's making the plans? Okay, the generals are making plans and stuff, but the president has to sign off on all of it. And if he's incapable, who is capable? And you know it ain't Kamala Harris running the show either. She's hardly ever around. They hate her. She can't keep staff, number one. She's lost most of her staff, and and they don't like her at all. No. And the military won't like her. But who's in She's the only one other than Biden. If Biden's incapacitated, she's the one who can give the orders. But... They treat her like a stepchild. She's she's not running anything. They don't even acknowledge she's the vice president. So who's running the show? We better find the this answer thing, to that question fast. This who's thing, if that would have happened a, a month ago, we had an incapable president, and then we had no de- secretary of defense. We would have been totally, totally mm-hmm. left open. Yeah. And you're right. That guy, Lloyd Austin, he was incapacitated. And he's the defense secretary. Wow. 
So the whole top tier is, is out to lunch. Everybody's absent. Who is running the show? That's a serious question. The only thing I can say about China is General Flynn's brother, who is our General Flynn, who they persecuted. His brother is in charge of the Pacific Fleet. That's the only good thing out there right now. Okay. Well, he's kind of the Flynn family, and he's a good man, and he's in charge of the Pacific Fleet. That's the only thing good that's out there in the Pacific right now. Yeah, well, he's got them, you know, sitting ducks in some places. They. Oh yeah. This is serious. We were in a we were in a serious crisis. Oh, they just released the police body cam footage of them getting attacked. And that Elvin oh, yeah, Bragg said that. there wasn't enough evidence. Oh. The cops wearing a body I cam. That. I saw that earlier. Wow. It's amazing. Oh, and Fauci's writing his memoir. Oh. Well, I don't know what to say about it. Well, we're living <laughs> in... Juanita Broderick just said, Satan called this morning and he has a request. He wants everyone to stop telling Hillary to go to hell. He doesn't want her. <laughs> <laughs> that That is pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. She can be really funny, that Juanita Broderick. I like her posts. She said, I, I need to sue. So Trump's going to be speaking from Nevada soon. Yeah, I saw they had a they had a feed into there. All the people there at the convention center. Good. I hope I hope they I hope he takes a, a good I hope he does a good speech. He always does a good Uh, the censored video of Chan- of the shaman there, Jacob Chansley, reading Trump's tweet telling protesters to go home and remain peaceful. Yeah, I saw that earlier. That 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 was. Uh... Well, I posted that last week. I saw it and I said this must be important. I think I'm going to keep that. And then I sent it to Musk. I sent it to. Um, I sent it to a bunch of them. And I'm glad it's finally making a round now. I don't know what to say about all of this, but all I know is that we have to we have to unite. Um, the Chicago mayor, he's too busy to worry about the illegals. You see that? He's got a wife and mm-hmm. kids, and he's black. So he said that he, he, he can't be worrying about the border. He's not going to do anything about that. And Marilyn Mosley, did you see that? Marilyn Mosley from yes, Baltimore. Finally, finally, I followed that trial pretty closely, and that was yeah. all. You know, you know, she's black, and she was going against her own race. Yeah. And 
She was she was screwing people left and right over there with this mortgage fraud. Well, she was another. She was another Fannie Willis. Remember her boyfriend, her husband. He he went into the real estate business. Mm Mhm. Right after she got that gig. So they found her guilty of mortgage fraud, and she was. She was in charge of that Freddie Gray thing, and she gave those cops all a hard time. Any word on that that deal that the CFO was looking at making in New York? No. Or is that... No. No? That's still being dragged out. I don't know why. Very interesting. And how is Merrick Garland going to charge Trump for records? that he was allowed to have, but not going to charge Biden for records that he stole. And they said a jury would be um, sympathetic to Biden because he's just a a noodle head. Well, that doesn't change that he, he wasn't the president. He couldn't declassify anything. Trump declassified everything before he left. And he has the authority to do that. Right. I don't think it's going to get Because the president of Mexico is refusing to open up the gates in Gaza. (laughs) (laughs) My thing about those records, what is this other, other, uh, other FBI by... Thing they did on Trump. That's going to come out. I don't out know, but they, my... yeah, that, I don't know if the details on that have come out yet. I don't know if the, the details lady... have come out on that, but he's going to tell us. Oh, yeah. I mean, the lady was on uh, War Room. She was talking about it. So it's like, okay, this is interesting. I, wh- what did they do now? You know, they had the one. Oh, bye. Kimberly Kalick is going to run for Maryland. They have a new they redistrict uh, number two in Maryland, which is more up yeah. to the north, Baltimore, and, and up over there. And she's running. She's running for congressman. She has a good shot. I hope she they gets did. it. She, I like her. She is a good campaigner. She walked right through all those beat-up row houses in Baltimore and showed us everything that was going on there. So yeah, she's she's gutsy. And it's open. She, she has nobody that she she'll be. I mean, it's not an income. The income it's not going to be running this time around. So it's an open seat. So she has a good chance. Yeah, she does have a good chance, and she's sincere. She loves the people in Baltimore. She loves Baltimore, and she wants it to be better. So I, I think that they should take a chance on her. I, we gotta stop being so wedded to a party. The parties, uh, you know, who you rooting for? The Crips or the Bloods? They're both the same thing. They're both gang members. You gotta go with the individual candidates. And what do you think about this, Ronna McDaniel? That she's supposed to be stepping down after South Carolina. Why is she waiting? And who they're gonna put in there? I know that people are saying Scott Pressler, but the RNC chair isn't just about registering voters. 
it's about fundraising and delegating money and and you know they said that that McCarthy wants that job. I wouldn't give McCarthy that job because you know the kind of candidates he's going to support, and you know oh, the yeah. kind he's not going to support. You know he's going to put wishy washy squishes up there like Mitt Romney or John McCain was. You know, not conservatives. And the same thing Ronna McDaniels was doing. She was refusing to support good candidates, and she was putting those squishes up. And she was spending money on things that she shouldn't have been spending money on, or overspending on them, like flowers and decorations. She was more interested in rubbing elbows at the fancy soirees. You know, I had that problem with the Republican Party down here in, in Florida. Because I would go to those events. They would be sipping champagne, and they would be talking about fundraising and stuff. And then they didn't do anything to register voters. They didn't do anything to advance the narrative. None of that stuff. They didn't get on here. They didn't put out, you know, ads and things like that. They just went to all these fancy soirees and thought they were doing something. And they were writing checks. So that did help. But there was so much more that could they could have been doing. But they would they just thought that they were doing something when they were attending these fancy balls and parties and things. And that's not that's not what it's about. They just wanted to rub elbows with the with the swells. And they got nothing done. When it first started oh. they didn't even want Trump. You know, I walked in and I said, Hi, I'm Joanne and I'm here to volunteer for Donald Trump, and they were like, oh, another one. Because they weren't backing Trump here at first. Once he made the nominations, he was. But they didn't even have any signs during the primary for Trump. They weren't going to support him. Then they had no choice. Well, the party's becoming the party of Trump right now. It, yeah, Trump has reasserted himself as the boss. Thank God. And, and now we know all this court stuff and all this, you know, even the people who thought that Trump might have been guilty of something can see that the persecution has been relentless and it's all fake. The collusion hoax was a fake. The, the phone call with Zelensky, that was a perfect phone call. And he was asking about the corruption. And then this guy, her, validated that there was corruption. And all this Burisma stuff is coming out and all this, you know, all the other stuff is coming out. So there really was corruption. And because Trump asked about it, they impeached him for it. And now they're trying to take him off a ballot to the point where it had to go to the Supreme Court. It had to get that far for the persecution. And they're still trying to pull it on him. And they're going to be worse. When he gets reelected, it's got to be all hands on deck. We're going to have to protect him at every angle. Because they're just going to unleash holy hell on this guy. It's going to be worse for him. So we got to get all these court things out of the way. And especially the taking him off the ballot thing. you got to get that out of the way first. And then he's going to have to go, he's going to take that to the Supreme Court. The Mar-a-Lago thing, 
because that's a civil thing, not a criminal thing. And that's going to make it to the Supreme Court, too. And we've got to get that out of the way. Some of these are going to take time. They're trying to get them all in before the election. But not, a lot of them are not going to be decided before the election. And they're going to still be hanging over his head. But we need all the answers to these things. And the people have to see. You know, that a lot of it's coming out, but the people have to see that they've been deceived. And it wasn't by Trump. It was by these the, the deep state that's actually running the country right now. Right, because right. Because we, we know sure as hell Biden's not running the country, and neither is Kamala Harris. She's not qualified, and Biden's a noodlehead. He was never qualified. So we got problems, and we better figure it out. And you know that those 91 spies that lied, they're all still in charge. Their class, their classifications, their, their access should have been denied long ago. They should have lost their ability to see classified information. But they still have access to it. And they're still running the show with the same people, Clapper and, and Gates and the, the worst one there. John Brennan. I almost forgot oh, his name. Oh, he's the worst. Oh, he's the most ruthless man on the planet. He is ruthless. He's an enforcer. He's worse than Soros. He's the guy that actually does the work. And used to be, Big New Brzezinski was the most ruthless man on the planet. But he got old and faded off into the sunset. And John Brennan stepped right into that. Clapper, he was a yes man. He was an ass kisser. So, you know, he just failed upwards. Comey, he was a door. You know, he was a gatekeeper. You know, some things were allowed and some things weren't. So he was there to keep order in the FBI. But John Brennan, and he's still out there. And he was taking pictures with Nikki Haley two weeks ago. And I was like, what is she doing standing with him? You know, so she's controlled opposition, too. She should have dropped out long ago. She has zero chance of getting that nomination. So why is she still in it? Because Christie dropped out, so is she going to bash Trump now? They're just going to bark at his heels the whole time. And that's a waste of money, too. And the people that are supporting her aren't even Republicans. The Republicans stop supporting her. But it's Kellyanne Conway's husband and that whole crew that's giving her money to keep going. And the Democrats, that guy Hoffman, the one that is supporting Eugene Carroll, he's supporting Nikki Haley too. So she's just the opposition to Trump. She knows she's not going anywhere, which is sad. They got to her. Well, she's destroyed her political future for the rest of her life. Yeah. Yeah, she's all done. She's just, you know, they're going to probably give her a job at CNN or something. Oh, yeah. 
So we got two minutes left. Shh. Anything else you want to bring up before we head out of here? No, no. We got we have a lot to keep up with. I tell you. Uh, yeah. I, I will say the economy is in a free fall. I'll tell you all those uh, those charts I sent show you how what's happening with the economy. The truckers right now, I've been hearing from the truckers, they are a big slowdown with the trucking industry right now. They don't have the volume like they used to. No. That is the same thing with the railroads. They're slowing down. So we have a recession that's upon us. It's just because of the government pumping of government monies. It makes it look like its economy is good, but it's not good at all. No, it's not. And they're, they're doing their best to try to keep gas prices low. Er, they're still not low, but they're low. Er, but you know, even that's falling apart. And Janet Yellen told us today the prices were not coming down anytime soon. Oh, I thought so, it was transitory. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hey, Tina no, Forty is running against AOC. Yes. Oh, She's I hope dog. she makes it too. I love Tina Forty. I hope she, oh, she yeah. just replaces I think, AOC. I think, she, I think she could do it this time. I think she could do it. AOC yeah. is not welcome in her neighborhood anymore. Good. All right. Well, we got to say good night, Joe. Thank you very, very much okay. for calling in. And proof you've done good out there in Nevada if you're listening. Kino Bianchi, thank you for calling in. I'm Joanne Moretti, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Good night, everybody. Good night.